We started this podcast because there's one very important question that we want to answer. Is Adam Sandler a good actor? We figured there's really only one way for us to find out. Watch every single Adam Sandler movie ever made, rank them best to worst, and then make a totally subjective decision based on little to no measurable criteria. On each episode, we're going to cover one movie from the Sandman's catalog, going in chronological order until we've watched every single one. I have a microphone, and you don't. So you Shabadoo, and welcome back to Sandman Into the Sandlerverse. I'm one of your hosts, Ruben Escovito. I'm the other host, Andrew Tucker. What are we doing today, Andrew? Oh, today I am going to tell you everything that there is to possibly know. About I'm excited. Happy Gilmore. Can I say? And last episode, you were like jerking yourself off over Billy Madison. Yeah. I think this is not only my favorite, and this is obviously going to spoil the ending. This is not only my favorite Adam Sandler movie, but I think that. In this era, this is his best made film. Yeah, I, w- I will agree with you right off the jump that it is the best, like, dictionary definition of a movie yes. that he has made and so not far. In, and not in, like, a boring way. No. Not in, like, a, oh, yeah, okay, we get, it, it is a cut, like, it's it's the hero's journey, yep. which is which is fine. Yep. Adam Sandler does not do the hero's journey a lot. He tries, but he doesn't often do it successfully. But I think, and even... Billy Masson's like kind of the hero's journey. Well, it follows the same formula of let's take something away from him and yeah. make him do something he doesn't want to do to get it back. Yes. and But I think it works a little... I mean, I think it works better than Billy Madison, but... Yeah, I mean, I think Billy Madison is more fun, which is why I like it. Yes, of course. I think this is, structurally speaking... A better film. Much better. Yes. Um, It's not as tightly knit as Mixed Nuts was. No. But... It is very good. We cannot get over how well Mixed Nuts was written. I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about that. But we've already talked about that for three hours, <laughs> so we're not going to talk about it anymore. Can I just do one quick follow-up on Mixed Nuts? If you have to. I was I kind of do. I was like, look, we are probably the only podcast that has ever talked about Mixed Nuts for more than an hour, maybe. Fair. So I was like, what do I got to do to get Nora Ephron on this podcast so we can just do a follow-up Mixed Nuts? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Found out she has been, she has left this mortal coil t- 10 years ago. Yep. Bummer. Yep. Uh, She's not... currently unavailable. Yeah. According to her rep. But, uh, yeah, I just, I seriously could not get over. I also, like, I was, I didn't say it last episode. I was surprised how low you have mixed nuts on your ranking. Yeah, well. I For how tightly, like. It's in, like, number, number four, I think. I just. I just the nostalgia of Coneheads is still th- getting me. That's fair. That decision I think fucked me putting it where I did. <laughs> but it's too late. It's, yeah. it's too late. You can't change so, it. No, no. That'll fuck up the whole thing. Yeah. So we just have to live with our choices. So introduce us to Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Yes. Directed by Dennis Duggan. Anything else? A bunch of other Adam Sandler movies. Sure. Uh, written by Tim Hurley, who wrote Billy Madison, Amongst, alongside yeah. Adam Sandler. Who wrote this as well? Yeah. With, and I don't know if you know this. Okay. Uncredited rewrites from someone who was Adam Sandler's roommate at the time. Uh, Judd Apatow. Apatow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Judd Apatow had writing on this movie. 
that's why. Okay, have opinions what you will about Judd Apatow. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes so much the sense. The man knows how to structure a fucking story. He genuinely does. He's a very good writer. And this was like the movie that jump started his career essentially. That's wild. You know, I mean, we'll talk about it later. But in Funny People, he's in Funny People, like off camera. Yeah. When they're doing the, it's the prank calls, like he's the one who's like, yeah. "Call him, call him." Yeah. Which is wild. It is wild. Uh, this movie came out on December twenty first, nineteen ninety four. That's okay. Wait, what? That's what I saw, which is confusing because I thought we said Billy Madison was 1995. Hold on. <laughs> Did we fuck ourselves? No, they're in that order on the IMDb. What? Double check. Okay, I'm going to do Billy Madison release date. This is going to be so funny if we did these out of order. And then, okay, so Billy Madison release date, February 10th, 1995. Okay. Happy Gilmore. I might not have changed this for Mixed Nuts because I think that's what Mixed Nuts Oh, my God. <laughs> Happy Gilmore release date. 2005? No. <laughs> Yesterday? <laughs> Just now? Um, my internet is not I, loading. I, I actually think that I am 100% wrong. You do? Yeah, I do. I think, think it would be very funny if we... My my Google is not working. It's still stuck on daysoftheweek.com okay, well, when let, we're doing our math from last let week. Let me go ahead and pull up the IMDb. When um, we're going to look at Adam Sandler, we're going to scroll because I think I'm wrong. I, I think this movie was actually. I believe it was second. Second. Yeah. I just didn't update the outline. Yeah. W- this movie came out <laughs> in 1996. Okay, cool. Specifically, it came out on. Don't you just love when we do this live? <laughs> February 16th, 1996. So that was my bad, 100%. A year later. And I apologize. Um, it stars Adam Sandler. Yeah. Christopher McDonald. Who did not do a whole lot of anything else. No. Interestingly, I was reading about this, and he kept auditioning for additional Adam Sandler movies. Oh. And Adam Sandler was like, bro, you'll always be Shooter McGavin. You can't be somebody else. Which makes me wonder, will Shooter McGavin come back someday in the Sandlerverse? Wait, do you know something I don't know? I don't. I just have a hope. And well, a he's, he's hinted that, that of all of them, this will get a sequel. That would be great. Because you can't really do a sequel to Billy Madison. You can't really do a yeah, sequel. Plus, I mean, people love golf. Yeah, and it's like, okay. Like, spoiler, but if we did, if they did one... Oh, whoa, hold on. If they did one today, if they re, if they did like a sequel, yeah, Tiger Woods obviously would show up. Yeah, he'd be limping. Bill Murray show up if they make it soon. <laughs> Fuck off, man! <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> Look, I already got Ghostbusters three. Are you trying to say that Caddyshack is in the same universe as Happy Gilmore? No, Bill Murray's just a huge golf guy. Because that would be wild, though. That that, that would be a whole. Bill thing. Bill Murray would be his pro am partner instead of. Bob yeah, it would be Bill Murray. Be, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, because like obvious, well. Would he, though? Because then you have the whole, like, oh, it's just like Zombieland. Like, so? Yeah, fair enough. Zombieland's good. Who cares? Can I, can I, really quick? Yes. I pulled up the, I like to always see the domestic box office for the weekend that these come out, because yes. I like to see what, so this debuted lower than Billy Madison. Billy Madison was number one. Okay. This was number six. Against what else, though? Here's what's wild, okay? So I actually have what it went against and its release dates, Okay. Let's go. Number one is Broken Arrow, which released February 9th. So it was his second week in the box office. Okay. Mr. Holland's Opus, 
which released December 29th. Okay. Which is pretty much when I thought this movie came out because I didn't update the outline. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Uh, number three was Black Sheep. Okay. Which is kind of wild because Black Sheep is like, like I would say if you compared, if Tommy Boy is to Billy Madison, Black Sheep is to this one, but I think this one's bad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I almost think it's flipped. But that is a fair. Yeah, it's a fair because it's the same whatever. kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, number four, we have The Juror, which came out February 2nd. Oh, Black Sheep also February 2nd. Okay. Uh, number five, Muppet Treasure Island. Fucking fantastic movie. Yeah, amazing movie. I'm prepared to scrap the entire podcast and talk about Muppet Treasure Island for the next three hours. The problem is, we could just do a Muppet podcast after this one. The Muppet movies are so fucking good, dude. Did you watch that Haunted Mansion one? No. It was fun. It was really fun. And it was really depressing because it's all about how Gonzo realizes that, like, you can't just be the funny one and sometimes, like... You know, your friends move on, and, and but, you know, you always have your friends. And then you remember Dave Goals, who is doing Gonzo, is the only living original Muppets performer. And you're like, oh, fuck. Okay, before you make me any more upset, yeah, go on. Um, number f- six, by $200,000, okay, is what it lost. It Number six is Happy Gilmore, which released the same day. So on the same day release, Muppet Treasure Island and Happy Gilmore both come out. Okay. And Muppet Treasure Island beats it. And again, this is but just because you can take kids to Muppet Treasure Island. I mean, you could. I mean, I was taking a Happy Gilmore. I was taking them both. But yeah, I honestly would not be shocked. Well, maybe my dad did not. My dad did not like Will Ferrell for a long time because he thought he was stupid. I can imagine my dad not liking Adam Sandler. But we used to go to the movies and we would always like sneak into a second one. So we would either start with a movie for me and my brother and end with a movie for my dad. Okay. Or like flip it. Right. You know what I mean? Like so like one time we saw like Finding Nemo and like Master and Commander or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Where I was just, like, quite similar films. <laughs> yeah. I don't even someone's gonna be like, those weren't even the same year. You know what I mean. Um so I genuinely would not be shocked. Okay. If like we went and saw Muppet Treasure, well, my dad would be like, "I'm not gonna watch a fucking Muppet movie." But like, but it had Tim Curry in it. Yeah, my dad doesn't give a Hello, shit. Welcome to the island. Oh, have you seen him recently? Kind yeah. of. I'm, you know, glad he was able to. I almost said walk it off. I'm glad he was able to keep going. But woof, poor guy. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going before yeah, you <laughs> say something really horrible for yourself. <laughs> I love Tim Curry. Uh-huh. I just. Ugh. Julie Bowen. Mm-hmm. Is also in this movie. The uh, mom from Modern Family, if you don't know. I did not know. Wait, you never seen Modern Family? Nah. It's fine. I stopped watching sitcoms after Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> I stopped watching sitcoms after Norm. <laughs> I watched that one season of Mulaney that they had. Uh, not, not really. I did. No, I saw him at SAP Center last Friday. Oh, you actually went? Yeah, he talked a lot about uh, rehab. I'm sure he, I mean. What else does he have to talk about? Being shitty. Olivia Munn. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Did they break uh, up? They made a baby. I mean, that doesn't mean you anything. They live together. You know what divorce is, right? No, what is that? <laughs> it's when two people, when a mommy and a daddy no longer love each other. Sometimes they're not mommies and daddies. Sometimes they're not mommies and daddies, and then they become mommies and daddies to try to fix everything, but then they still get divorced. You doing okay, dude? No. Uh, (laughs) Frances Bay is also in this movie. Who's Frances Bay? Frances Bay's the grandmother. Oh, she's adorable. She is adorable. And because I always make these connections, I have to make it on this one. She was also on Seinfeld. (laughs) 
<laughs> you fucking idiot. She's the old woman. Didn't you just start watching Seinfeld? She's the yes. She's the well. Actually, I just finished. She's the old woman who yeah. Jerry steals the marble rye from. I've never seen an episode of Seinfeld. And then she comes back in the final episode with Jerry Stiller, oh. who's father, the father of Ben Stiller, who's also in this movie. Yeah. So there you go. Playing a good character, but he's doing a weird voice. Yeah. I don't love the character's voice. Unusual. It's just kind of, he's like, hey, how you doing? Like, See, now oh. you sound like Adam Sandler, which is interesting. Uh, uh, Carl Weathers, big role in this movie. Yeah. What else does he do comedy-wise that's not Arrested Development in this? Well, since you said not Arrested <laughs> Development, I don't have an answer for you. But that's what I mean. Like, was... uh, He played for the Oakland Raiders for a season and a half. That's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, was this like a huge, like, like Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters was a big deal yeah. because she was the aliens girl. Yeah. It, was this a big deal? Cause it was like Carl Weathers, the action star is playing a stupid character in an Adam Sandler. You know what I mean? Like may, maybe, I don't know because I've only ever seen him in this and, and predator. I've never seen predator. Oh yeah. I also thought about what if we did Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and then, cause it, because any other action star, you like dive into like the the, the like direct to DVD hole, and I'm like, I'm not watching the story of us again. If we did Bruce Willis <laughs> and I had to watch that fucking movie again, I would die. Bruce Willis would just be rough. Like we'd be really good until like the last five years, and then you're like, wow, these movies are bad. And then you'd be like, oh, he was forced to do all these movies by his publicity and like management team. Yeah. Oh, this this now I feel bad for dunking on all of them. Um, yeah. We should do Steven Seagal. There's a lot of Ooh, real, God. big my, drama back there. My dad legitimately, Steven Seagal is his favorite actor. That is not a joke. Mm. <laughs> loves loves his Seagal. Well, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alan Covert. Yeah. Also Wait. In this movie. He plays Otto, yeah, right? He sure does. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I listed. As far as the stars, because we've got some other people who pop up, but yes. I wouldn't say that they're starring roles. Yes. So, are you ready to begin the plot summary? Mm-hmm. Cool. My outline this week is much shorter than the Mixed Nuts outline. It's only 94 pages. Yeah, exactly. So the movie starts off with a series of home videos accompanied by a voiceover from Adam Sandler, who is yes. Happy Gilmore. Uh, the home movies have a lot of different camera angles in them. That makes no of sense. Of the same home movie. So it's like, do you have multiple people taking home movies? Yeah, it makes no sense. Just don't pay attention to it. Um, in this opening voiceover, Happy is describing all of the formative events that have happened in his life. Yes. And most, if not all of them, revolve around his favorite sport, which is ice hockey. Yes. Uh, also my favorite sport. So fun. Same. Uh, yeah, you can probably tell from looking around this room. Yeah. Uh, Ruben's in the room. The people listening are not. <laughs> yeah. But there's oh, I'm live streaming. Um, um, we are. <laughs> Where's the camera? Oh, don't worry about it. Mm, okay. Happy's father, who looks a lot like Borat, loved hockey. Did you notice that? He looked exactly <laughs> like Borat. Yeah, I did. And do you know what the one thing I thought? What? His mom never comes back. They kind of <laughs> check off his gun the mom a bit. Yeah. And That's just, a plot hole for sure. Well, I don't know if it's a plot hole. I think it's just something that's just like they needed to get the – they had the dad die. Yeah. So they just needed to get the mom out of there too. Right. So right. just – she moves to Egypt. Right. Like, I mean, you're jumping like nine bullet points away on my outline, but yes. <laughs> I'm like 45 pages up on your oh. – <laughs> uh, Yeah. She, go, she goes to Egypt. She doesn't come back, which I thought a la Joe Dirt, she would come back trying to capitalize on the money of the whole Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Um, 
but yeah, so Happy's dad introduced him to hockey at a young age. He's the one who teaches Happy how to shoot a slap shot, which, which is, is fun marketable skill. Yes. Um, following in his father's footsteps, Happy grows up obsessed with hockey. He idolizes players like Terry O'Reilly, who was one of the all-time great enforcers of the Boston Bruins, and also once leapt into the stands at Madison Square Garden and beat a fan up. <laughs> it's kind of rules. It's fucking awesome. That kind of rips. Um, Happy's mother did not share this enthusiasm for hockey, and like Ruben said, she moved to Egypt. <laughs> Because it was the only place she could think of where there wouldn't be an ice hockey rink for 1,500 miles. Kind of fun. I Probably tell you, though, yeah, very wrong, right? There are currently, as of today, 11 ice hockey rinks in Egypt. Could you find the history of them, though? What? Yes. They, Egypt got their first professional ice hockey team in 2002. Okay. Which was several years after this movie came out. So it's possible that that line was not incorrect. At sure. the time of making this movie. But what's 1,500 miles? Like, how, like, like. It was, like, here to Chicago. So, but, like, okay, great. But, like, in the, in the case of Egypt. I think Egypt th is probably not even 1,500 miles around. Fair enough. I was, I was trying to think, like, does that get to, like, like, I, I'm terrible. I'm an American. I'm terrible at yeah. distance. Does that get to, like, the Ukraine? Does that get to Russia? Because there's obvious, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know distance. I, yes. So, you see what I'm saying is, yeah. like. 1,500 miles, well, there's definitely an ice get, hockey rink in Russia. Up, you get to, like, Portugal and Spain and shit. Yeah, which maybe. Um, if you go south, probably no rinks. Yeah. Um, east or west. I mean, I would assume Russia. ocean, east or west. I guess that's fair. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, this is not a geology podcast or geography <laughs> podcast or whatever, but. This isn't, this isn't a podcast about rocks. I mean, the continents are rocks. Dwayne Johnson. He's a continent. Um, Happy <laughs> continued to play hockey. He's incontinent. <laughs> He's incompetent. The Rock could kick both of our asses without trying. He'd have to find me first. Happy. I think he to... could do that. I don't think so. I I'm think not if... in the yellow pages. I think if The Rock wanted to, if The Rock came to me and was like, "Hey, Ruben, it's me, The Rock." Killer impression, by the way. If uh. I'm going to go kick Andrew Tucker's ass. What's his address? I'd be like, here you go, dude. Like, I, I fucking dare both of you. <laughs> if you don't think that the if The Rock came... If most celebrities over, like, B-level came to me and were like, I'm going to kick Andrew Tucker's ass. What's his address? They're, they get your Do address. Do you remember on the Mixed Nuts episode when I willingly agreed to let Adam Sandler kick me in the nuts? <laughs> and you think I'm worried about The Rock kicking my ass? Well, I think The Rock would, like, throw you through a window. I'll take it. Double you'd, pain, baby. You'd finish afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we probably both would. Um, oh, my God. Happy continues to play hockey after his yes. mom leaves. Uh, but then tragedy strikes once again. Because yes. while he's attending a hockey game with his dad, a slap shot flies into the crowd, hits yes. his dad in the head, and kills him on impact. But what's interesting <laughs> is that... This is a first-person home video. Yes. Puck actually hits the camera, which I would think in real life would save his dad's life. So can I tell you what I took from that scene? Yes. Is that the puck hits the camera because we are shown that the camera itself has a dent in it. Or okay. like cracked glass. Yes. I think it hit the camera, which the dad was holding against his head. This is very morbid, and I apologize. That's fine. I think it hit the camera knocked his dad back and his dad fell onto the bleachers 
and like snapped his own neck <laughs> or okay. like or like hit himself so hard in the like just instantly died against whatever he had fallen against. I don't think the hit is what killed him. I think the fall afterwards is what killed him. Fair enough. I'm honestly yeah. happy with that explanation because <laughs> I was confused before and now I yeah. feel like it makes sense. Um Happy has lost both of his parents to hockey at this point. Yeah. Now he's an orphan and he has to move in with his grandmother, who is mm-hmm. Francis Bay. And at the time, Happy's nervous because he doesn't know his grandma very well. But when she answers the door, she's wearing a Gene Simmons mask. And at that point, he knows they have a special connection. She is so, like, my own grandmother is wonderful. But she's just so, like, she's, like, she very clearly cares. Yeah. And she's just an actress. You know what I mean? Like, this is, she's just a person. Yeah. Like, but she very clearly, like, plays, like, grandma who cares about Happy. She's, so much. She's, she's typecast as a grandma in every role, for I, sure. But yeah, she, probably. she clearly cares about Happy. Yeah, she's a very good actress. Um, and she died in, yeah, 2011 at age 92. Oh, she had a good run. Yeah, seriously. She good looks for her. like my dad's mom and acts like my mom's mom. She's Canadian. Cool. So the hockey kind of makes sense. That's why she's make, so nice. kind of makes sense. It does. They filmed this movie in Canada, fun fact. Um... You're making a face, and I want to know why. Tell me. <laughs> I, well, I just clicked personal life and death. Okay. And her she got wi- hit in the head with a hockey puck and died. <laughs> in 2002, Bay was involved in an auto accident in Glendale, California, which required her to have her leg amputated below the knee. Oh. Which leg? Who cares? Maybe both. It probably doesn't matter that much, <laughs> honestly. Like did practical I, applications. Did Unless I, she was playing soccer. <laughs> Well, 2000, so she only had a fake leg for nine years? That's long enough. That's cool. Longer than I've had one. When I was, did I tell you, did I ever tell a story on the podcast about my great-grandmother or my great, yeah, my great-grandmother who had two fake legs? I know nothing about your family or their legs. Go on. <laughs> so my great-grandmother had two fake legs. Okay. And my mom was, like, we, me and my brother, children, we'd never met anyone to our knowledge that had it amputated anything. Yes. So she was kind of nervous for how we were going to react or just whatever. Did they have like a reveal? Like they showed you well, her, it was just her legs like, and you were like, ah. It was just kind of like she was like, oh, yeah, these are not my legs. Like they're they're prosthetics. She was hit by a car or something and she had to get both of her legs amputated. So it was the knee and down. That's fucking insane. Man. So, yeah, really like, crazy. <laughs> she was a wonderful woman. I don't remember her actual name. I only remember her last name, which I'm not going to dox my great dead grandmother. But a good idea. But so she was she was a very sweet and wonderful woman. But so we meet her and our immediate reaction, me and my brother, when she goes like, these aren't real, like and explaining my brother was like, whoa, you have robot legs like Darth Maul. We thought she was Darth Vader. We okay. were like, because our <laughs> our only understanding of like fake limbs yeah. was Obi-Wan Kenobi going, he's more machine than man now. And yeah. we were like. What? <laughs> Our mom was horrified. Was like, oh my God, like grandma, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry that they're calling you a robot. And she was like, they're kids. Like, yeah. she was like, they, it's fine. She was like, she was like, they're literally, this is the coolest thing they've ever seen to them. Like, yeah. also, they're not 100% wrong. <laughs> yeah, like, well, it's not like, it's not like they did anything. They're just, but like, anytime, because we met her in, in Minnesota at like a resort and she lived. Like up some stairs every time she went down the stairs, where I was like, "Do you need help? Do you need help?" Like, oh, oh, oh. like we 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 were very cool because we were like, "Give robot legs, that's so cool!" Right. Like, and so my mom was horrified, and she was like, "It's it's okay. Like they're 
they don't get it. That was like we also met That's her, cool. We also met her other grandma, who was very self conscious about wearing short sleeve shirts because I think she used to be big and then she obviously when she was old she got very small and so she had a lot of like skin hanging down. Okay. So the very first time she wears a a shirt with short sleeves, she feels confident enough. Me and my brother fucking stumble in the room and are like, whoa, great grandma, you got muscles like Popeye, but they're on the wrong side. Wow. <laughs> so you guys were cool about the fake legs, but really mean about the arms. So my mom, again, horrified. She's like, I have raised two demon children who've ruined my relationship with my grandmothers. Not wrong. That great grandma loved it. Both great grandmas loved how me because she was like, because we were like, you're so strong. You got so much muscles, Grammy. That's so cool. It's going to pop open a can of spinach right <laughs> Yeah. And that's when my mom realized me and my brother were stupid. <laughs> like, we were too stupid to be mean. Just like, like <laughs> whoa, you have Too so- stupid to be mean is the name of your first HBO special. <laughs> too stupid. That's not honestly too stupid to be mean is not a terrible name for literally anything. I know. Let <laughs> me write down. Hold on. Pause the show. Write that down. Too uh, stupid. You keep talking about what are we talking about? Well, uh, just if we're going to continue the uh, the grandparents without limbs conversation, my grandfather is missing a finger, which is not that exciting. Whoa! Like, he, but how? He ground it off in a meat grinder. Whoa! Really? Yeah. yeah and then they sold the meat. I genuinely no, don't. they didn't oh. really sell it. They didn't really sell it, but, but he did they... grind it off. What? Yep. And then, have you ever seen the movie UHF? Yes. <laughs> when I asked him about it, here's the thing: I asked my grandpa, "I go, what happened when you ground off your finger?" He goes, "Well, first my fingernail tried to grow back. Where? Out of the stump, <clears throat> and they had to cut it off. <clears throat> and then he and I go, what? What else? And he goes, I had to learn how to shoot with my other hand. Oh, it was, and his, that was, it was it. his. It was his trigger finger. <laughs> <laughs> so he learned how to shoot with his other hand, and that was it. That was but, all we've ever spoken about this event. But why? Why what? Why did he need to shoot? Well, he lives in Southern Oregon. Oh, racist. <laughs> so, after Happy's father passes away, my grandpa doesn't have the internet. I can say whatever I want. He'll never hear this. After Happy's father passed away, Happy developed some anger issues. Yes. Uh, and in high school, he started playing junior hockey. And we learned that he still holds two league records. One is for most time spent in the penalty box. The other is for being the only guy to ever take off his skate and try to stab somebody with it. Which I liked. It is fun. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> uh, it might have happened other times. So his dream has always been to be a professional ice hockey player. But after high school, he holds down a bunch of normal jobs to keep himself afloat. Um, first, he's a road worker where he pretends a traffic cone is a penis. Then he's a janitor where he pretends a mop is a penis. Then he's a security guard where he pretends a gas. Or no, this is the the uh, the nightstick. The nightstick is a penis. Then he's a gas station attendant. Yes. Then he pretends that the gas pump is a penis. And then he's a plumber and he doesn't pretend that anything is a penis, but he does show his entire ass. <laughs> and then he becomes a construction worker and he's trying to shoot beer cans off of a board with a two by or with a nail gun. And he accidentally shoots his boss, Mr. Larson, mm-hmm. in the head. Mr. Larson is played by Richard Keel. Yes. Fantastic. Can I tell a Richard Keel story? I literally have a Richard Keel story. Please tell it. He so I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan. I think it's one of the best shows of all time. Okay. I'm, hot take. I, I think just it, kidding. Oh, I was like, I think it's, it's a popular program. <laughs> yeah. It's a very well done show. It has some some not great episodes, but I think it holds up very well. Yes. And it just not in like a oh because it doesn't say anything inappropriate. It's just like 
stays relevant just because like it was sci-fi but there's some things where it's like what the fuck this was made 60 years ago and they're talking about plastic like chemtrails and shit yeah. well they're talking about plastic surgery in one episode yeah so richard keel is in one of the most iconic episodes the to serve man it's a cookbook yes he's that alien that's right. richard keel i got to meet him at a convention amazing and he is he is now gone but i got to meet him he was super pleasant super nice never once pieced in my head He's in fucking Happy Gilmore, my favorite Adam yeah. Sandler movie of all time. And just talked to him about Twilight Zone and just said, I'm a really big fan. I love doing Twilight Zone. Like, I know he's Jaws, but I, like, whatever. I just, yeah. Twilight Zone. Like, that's to me, like, to meet someone who was in that show is, like, really cool. He also plays the parody version of Jaws in the post credit scene of Inspector Gadget with Matthew Broderick. <laughs> just so you know. Oh, my God. He's just, like, it was, he was one of those, like, character actors who just, like, like, certain character actors get cast in, like, everything. Yeah. But then there's some that just get cast in, like, random things, and you're just like, everything you got cast in is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, or he's just like, what? Like He's one of those guys that's never had, like, an amazing leading role or no, anything. No, didn't but, need it. Like, if you see him, you're like, oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. He's really funny in this movie. It's definitely the most, like, it, that is given to him. Like, yeah. obviously, he, he's not funny in Twilight Zone. No. Nor is he funny as Jaws. I don't even, like, I've never seen the, the yeah. James Bond movie he's in. He's, if you haven't seen Richard Keel, he's like seven feet tall. Very big man. He played Frankenstein's monster in a movie once. And really? They like, did, yeah, they put like no makeup on him. Like, yeah, he's just either. a gargantuan human being. He had gigantism or something. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. In this movie, you'll notice that in every scene, he's leaning on something because mm-hmm. he wasn't actually able to stand on his own at this point. He had some a, kind of issue. Yeah, he's a big dude. Uh, yeah, so he is the boss. He gets shot in the head with a with a nail gun, and then he beats the shit out of Adam Sandler. Which is funny. And Adam Sandler's like, I still won the fight. And it's like, you didn't. You're in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and you're fighting Richard Keel. <laughs> yeah, you're going to lose. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, none of these jobs work out for Happy because he was put on this planet for one reason only, and that is to play hockey. Yes. Spoiler alert, he doesn't. I do like, though, the idea of, like, a film with character that thinks they were born to do blank and realizing that they weren't, but those talents can be used for something else. So realistic. It, it is. Like, because you so think realistic. you know better than the universe. Like, you think you know better than, like, what's, like, you are a human person. Yeah. You don't know anything. You're an idiot. I thought I was going to play ice hockey. Yeah. Look at me. I look like Phil Kessel. <laughs> I who actually plays ice hockey, <laughs> but, but I don't. Yeah, I, I well, when I was a kid, I wanted to play ice hockey, and I took ice skating lessons. Yeah, and then I gave up because yeah. I was like too much. It's hard. Falling hurts. Yeah, it sucks. The Not ice fun. isn't soft. No. Um, speaking of ice, yeah, we're at ice hockey tryouts now. Oh, okay. Uh, Happy checks a dude into the boards hard, elbows him in the head. Neither of which are things you're supposed to do at a tryout, uh, <laughs> or in a game for that matter. Yeah, <laughs> literally penalties. And the coaches are watching him, and they're like, Happy has a lot of intensity, but he can't skate, can't handle the puck. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched hockey. Those two things are very important. Yes. Uh, he does have one thing going for him, though, which is that he has an extremely powerful slap shot. Like, stupid powerful. Like, yeah. He breaks the glass, and they're like, oh, wow, look at that shot. Uh, this which is, is his 10th tryout. But I also think it's funny that they're, like, impressed at how powerful the slap shot is when it is totally off it's at least 40 feet wide of the net <laughs> yeah like it's not <laughs> it's hard it's not aimed at all no it just it just hits yeah if this was like rocket league or something <laughs> might be in good shape but uh but yeah so this is his 10th tryout he doesn't make the team 
And when he doesn't make the team, he does what any rational person would do. He sucker punches the coach and starts a fist fight with Well, that's because the coach is, like, shitty to him. He does laugh at him. He's like, you didn't make the team. <laughs> yeah, it's Bradley Whitford. It is, yes. It's it's not, though. Um, here's a fun fact for you, since you're a hockey person. Yeah. Joe Sackick is in this scene. What? Yes. From the Avalanche. Where? Do you remember him? He's yeah. one of the three guys who doesn't make the team, which is fucking hilarious. Why is he there? Just because. It's funny. That's so weird. Yeah. Adam Sandler's a hockey guy, right? He likes hockey. I mean, he likes basketball more, but he's a, he That's likes fair. hockey. It's just funny. It's just like there's these like comedic perform like comedic people that just like their favorite sport is hockey. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like Will Ferrell in the Kings. He's a huge Kings fan. Uh, Kevin Smith, his favorite sport is hockey. He's from New Jersey. Yeah. Like it's like it's just these random like iconic comedic people i got a movies jersey in the closet of course you fucking do of course i do but it's also like it's that or like dropping out of like seminary school (laughs) like it's either you love hockey or you were gonna be a priest i think we just found our new movie (laughs) the hockey priest it's a Um, sequel to velocipaster i came up with a movie one time called jesus heist (laughs) and it was jason statham is jesus and he has to steal a bunch of diamonds and shit fantastic the problem is people would love that because they'd be like whew i thought you were gonna say someone brown for jesus god damn you <laughs> um so now we're talking about my grandpa again um <laughs> white jesus when when happy gets home he passes his girlfriend terry in the hallway yes and he's like where are you going she's like i'm leaving you forever because you're a loser and you suck at hockey uh, did you write her name who is she is she somebody She's an actress. But is it, it's not Shannon Doherty, is, she, is I, it? I don't know. Okay, you keep talking and I'll find out who she is. Because okay. she looked vaguely familiar. Well, she's a bad actress in this movie, in my opinion. She doesn't uh, really do much, yeah. And what she does is not done splendidly. Um, but they, she leaves. She's like, you're a loser. I'm leaving. And so he gets on the building intercom little speaker thingy, because his apartments have those in yes. some parts of the world. And he begs her to stay. And he... He goes through this kind of push and pull of like yelling at her and then apologizing and begging her to come back and then yelling at her and apologizing and begging her to come back. And it's meant to show how volatile his temper is, basically. Nancy Hillis. Don't know who that is. Whole lot of nothing. Well, all right. Moving on. Um, (laughs) During one of his apologies, he starts trying to sweet talk her and he's like, oh, come up here. I'll give you some kissy kissy. And then he starts like licking the intercom thing and moaning and then he sings kiss you all over by the band exile which we know what's going on this play on the playlist for this movie uh downstairs his girlfriend is gone but a new crowd is formed outside the building which consists of a little kid (laughs) i love when it's just the little kid just a little kid by himself at first and then it's a dude on a bike and this older asian woman and right when happy finishes the song we see the doorknob turning yeah. And we think it's Terry coming back, but it's actually the old Asian lady, and she's, like, horny as fuck. She's like, hello. Uh, so then the next morning, Happy wakes up to the phone ringing. We don't actually hear who's on the other line, but we hear Happy say, sit tight. I'll be right over. Yeah. And as he rushes out of the apartment, the older Asian woman is standing in the kitchen wearing nothing but a hockey jersey. And Loved she's like, it. you don't want breakfast? And she's holding Captain Crunch. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's a good joke. It really was. I didn't expect it. Like, I'd seen the movie before. Yes. And I still didn't expect it. Yes. It's very funny. Um, Cut to the grandma's house. Yes. So, Happy's grandma was the person who called. 
And she asked Happy to come over because the IRS is there to repossess her house and all of her shit. Yeah. And when he gets to the house, most of the grandma stuff is already out on the front lawn and a couple of movers are taking out the rest. The IRS agent explains that Happy's grandma hasn't paid her taxes in more than 10 years. Robert Smigel, by the way. Yes, Robert Smigel. We talked about on the last episode. Yes. He's the IRS or the tax guy, whatever. He's the tax guy in this one. Yes. What is he in the last one? He, in the last one, he, in in Billy Madison, Robert Smigel is, Chlorophyll, more like Morophyll. That's right. Um, Happy's grandma owes $270,000 to the government, (sighs) which she says she would have paid, but she didn't have any money, which is like. Kind of funny. Good reason. Um, Unless Happy and his grandmother can come up with the money in 90 days, the government is going to sell the house to somebody else. And Happy is angry, as usual, and he throws the IRS guy through the glass front door down the stairs, and the guy just goes, he doesn't like me. Well, because he's like, you hate me, right? And he goes, no, I don't hate you. I don't hate you. And he throws him through when he goes, he hates me. Which is kind of funny, because like everyone that guy meets is mad at him. Yes, because he's an IRS guy. He's a wiener. But also, fuck him, right? Does IRS count as ACAB? Uh no. Well, I think they're just the government. Yeah, the government same, sucks. Yeah. Um, cut to the Silver Acres Rest Home, where Here for we some go. reason, and I don't know if you noticed this. Okay. There's an establishing shot of the rest home. Yes. In that establishing shot, Happy is driving down the sidewalk. In what? His car. He's driving down the sidewalk. In the car, not on the street, literally on the sidewalk. I've what? never noticed this. It's weird. And then you cut to him in the car again. Okay. And he's on the street. And that's when he runs into the woman who's like, get me the fuck out of here. And he like throws the mista mista lady. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's on the sidewalk, which is weird. Um, he gets his grandma checked into the retirement home. Yeah. And he's like, hey, look, I'm going to get the money to get your house back. Yes. Just hang here in the meantime. Do some arts and crafts, whatever. Enter the orderly who is played by an uncredited Ben Stiller. Uncredited? Uncredited. Wow. Now, uncredited Ben Stiller. His name is Hal L. They he... don't ever say it. It's on the name tag. And that, to me, feels like some kind of Superman reference. Yeah, Hal L feels a little... Or Well, I mean, you do know that Kal L is a Hebrew name. That's yeah. not a joke. That's, yeah. <laughs> okay, like... I do. So, like, it could be a Hebrew, but, like, yeah, that feels like a Superman reference. At the very least, it's both. It's also wild that, like, I feel like Ben Stiller and Adam Sandler are both very, like, I feel like living, they are two very good comedic and drama actors, and we will get to a movie with both of them playing brothers. Well, but here's, here's another weird thing, too, is that in a weird way, they are the same guy when it comes to movies. They are, but they it's so I agree with you, but at the same time most of their roles I wouldn't swap. I would say that in 85% of them you could. You think that Adam Sandler could be Zoolander? I don't think Adam Sandler could be Zoolander, but I think Ben Stiller could be in 50 First Dates and I wouldn't have blinked a fucking eye. I okay, okay. Now here's where I would agree with you. I think that in their rom-coms, they are the same character. Yeah. In anything else, not changeable. That's fair enough. Maybe Secret Life, of, something like Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yeah. Maybe a weird random movie like that. Yeah. 
but but only in the rom coms do I feel like you could swap them out. But I think I think that still probably adds up to close to eighty five percent. You think both of their careers are eighty five percent are eighty five percent rom coms? Ben Stiller's at least is. No way. Yeah. I no way. I genuinely do not believe that. I think Ben Stiller is half at most. Hmm. I don't believe that. His you crunch look at, the numbers. We gotta crunch some numbers. <laughs> You're the math guy. You established. I love the last I love episode, so. I love math. I will, next episode I can have what percentage of his films are rom coms. I would love for you to do that. I could do that. I would love nothing more than to be proven wrong. <laughs> I don't like if you told me someone like, oh look, Ben Stiller's just not I mean, I guess he's attractive, but I don't think he's like a rom com guy. He totally is, dude. I would almost believe Owen Wilson has more rom-coms than Ben Stiller does. Owen Wilson, Matthew McConaughey. I think Owen Wilson has fewer. You think Owen Wilson has fewer? Yeah. Than Ben Stiller? I think Owen Wilson and... Okay, for what you're saying about Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, Matthew McConaughey. Same shit in my brain. They both could play the same shit in their their rom-coms. They're the same guy. They're the same guy. In the rom-coms, yes, but I would say that both of them have more non-rom-coms. Are you kidding me? You think this is the most non-comedic we've gotten on this podcast? I know. We're you like think, upset with each other right You now. think that, that Ben Stiller has more rom-coms than Owen Wilson and Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. Get Potential, the, potentially get the, even combined. Get the fuck out of here. You are so wrong. Do the math. How many, how many, you, how many rom-coms do you think Ben Stiller has made? 1,500. I fucking hate you. Now you're just goading me. Do the, do the math. Fuck you. Uh, here's another thing about Hal L. Yeah, what about him? Uh, he appears in Hubie Halloween. Yeah, one of the three characters in this movie that connects the Sandlerverse. Yeah, so we're going to get to him again later, but yeah. Um, the thing you need to know about him for now is that he seems incredibly kind when Happy is there. But as soon as Happy leaves, he's like a completely abusive asshole. I do love that Happy tries to tip him and tips him a single dollar. And he's like, how about this? I'll take care of that beautiful young lady for free. And then as soon as Adam Sandler leaves, he's like, you will go to sleep or I will put you to sleep. Which is so funny. Every single one of his little retorts in this movie is fucking hilarious. Everyone in this movie just hits at fires on all cylinders. It's great. There's no one who missteps in this movie. He nails it. Yeah. Absolutely nails it. Um, back at Happy's grandma's house, the yeah. movers are bringing out all the grandfather's old golf, golf clubs. Yes. One, one of them, who is Will Sasso. I was just about to say, it's Will Sasso. Uh, he bets the other one that he can hit a golf ball past a tree. Yeah. And then Happy's like, knock it off with your sissy golf crap. Yeah. And finish clearing out this house, because I want to watch the hockey game. Yeah. And they go... Yeah, they don't actually say that, but they start trying out the clubs, and then Happy's like, "You call that a swing? You like really fucked that one up." They're like, "All right, you try it. If you can hit a ball farther than me, we'll get back to work." Sure. And so he's like, "I don't want to do this. Golf sucks. Golf is for wieners." Yeah. So he goes up. He has horrible form. Absolutely awful. Yes. Uh, He looks like he's about to try to kick a cow off a cliff. Like that's like the run up that he has. He has a very weird run. Um, he steps up to the ball, and he takes a slap shot style swing, basically. Mm-hmm. And the ball flies over 400 yards and breaks the window of a house at the complete opposite end of the street. And the movers are like, holy shit, I bet you 20 bucks you can't do it again. And he's like, watch me. Yeah. Does it again, hits the homeowner in the head, 
Double or nothing bet. Does it again. Hits this woman on the second story in the head. She falls off the roof onto the ground. <laughs> it's just funny. I think that's very funny. He's injured so many people in this yes. movie already. Uh, and at this point, Happy realizes two things. One is that he can hit a golf ball really, really far. Yes. The other is that he can make money by hitting a golf ball really far. And those mm-hmm. are both very important for the plot of the movie. So the next morning, Happy goes to the driving range and he hustles the people there so he can earn some money. Yeah. Uh, he pretty much consistently drives the ball 400 yards at least. And he eventually catches the attention of a golf teacher at the neighboring tee, who's just kind of like reading a magazine while this shitty woman he's like, fails at golf. He's like, use your knees. Like, he's like giving her basic golf advice. He's not even watching what she's doing. He's yes. just like reciting golf advice. Also, really quick, Ben Stiller is in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine rom coms. Okay. And some of those are like he's in them, but he's not the main character. Okay. I, that dude has a long career. You can't say in nine movies is 85% of his career. Could be fudging the numbers a little bit. I literally Googled Ben Stiller rom-com, and it just came up with every rom-com that he's in. Some You're looking he, at Google Images. That's not research. No, 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 no. This is Google regular. That's, and then this one, <laughs> some of these he's not even in. He's, like, produced, so those don't count. They do count. No, they don't, dickhead. One of them is Happy Gilmore, so. Well, fine. The golf teacher is Chubbs Peterson. He's Peterson? A, yes, that's his last name. Okay. Yeah, uh, like Scott. Uh oh. Or Adrian. Uh oh. Yeah, not not a great last name when you think about it. <laughs> Although it is my stepmom's last name, so in that regard, pretty. Cool. Docs your stepmom. <laughs> she didn't do anything weird. Um, that you know about. Fair. Uh, Chubbs is a former club pro. Yes. And he, there's one thing you really have to know about him. He yes. Says he has a wooden hand. It's just so funny. Uh, it's it's a great running gag throughout this movie. It's a stupid running gag because it's so much longer than his regular arm. It looks fucking awful. <laughs> it looks so bad and stupid. Like he got it from like a kid at Petroglyph. Yeah. Like, it's fucking terrible. It's very clearly Carl Weathers is just holding his regular hand. He's holding like a handle. He's holding for- a fake hand in his hand. <laughs> yeah. It's not like he's like making his arm look shorter because they often use angles that show how long his fucking arm yeah. is. Yeah. It's quite long. Yeah. Um, one of the golfers who's watching Happy tells him that he should enter the Waterbury Open tomorrow. And Happy's like... does Which is a very popular GIF and or GIF. Yeah. It is. It's a very like... Eh. Well, and the Sandler fart sound is a classic. It is. It's a classic. Um, it, it's cute that they think you can just join a golf tournament that's happening the next day. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> spoiler alert, he does. Yeah. Um, a few minutes later, he's in the batting cages taking baseballs to the chest and forehead. And he says this is going to get him ready for the next hockey tryout, which is 364 days away. I want to know how they did that. Do you think he's really taking... I think they're softballs? probably like Nerf balls. You think? Yeah. I kind of thought that they were maybe like, like I don't know, something soft that was like painted to look like. But yeah, I guess Nerf ball. Like a Nerf ball. But then a Nerf ball, a Nerf ball, I feel like would not get. Oh, I feel like a Nerf ball out of a fucking pitching machine would still hurt. It probably would not feel great. <laughs> like it probably would still. But, like... I mean, there is a CGI golf ball in this movie, so it's not like they they could have CGI'd it. Yeah, but I don't think they could have CGI'd it that well. Yeah, probably not. Like, the CGI golf ball doesn't look great. No, like, because I knew it was a CGI golf ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Chubbs comes up to the batting cage, introduces himself to Happ, and he's like, hey, man, I'll teach you how to play golf for free. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, you know, I was going to be the next Arnold Palmer back in 1965, but they wouldn't let me play on the Pro Tour anymore. And then yeah. Adam Sandler's like, is it because you're black? <laughs> Which is a, a funny joke. Funny in like 1965? Yeah, it makes sense. It it's makes like, a lot of sense. That is not the joke. No. And then That's the setup. Chubbs is like, no, it's because a damn alligator bit my hand off. That's the punchline. That's the punchline. Uh, and then he pulls out a little jar with the alligator's eye in it, which is yeah. fucking disturbing. Yeah, horrifying. Um, Happy's about to leave. Chubbs is like, hey, man, play golf, please. Pretty please. Sugar yeah. on top. Play golf. And then he goes, look, if you can win this Waterbury Open tomorrow, you can automatically qualify for the Pro Tour. Yeah. And Happy's still hesitant. He starts driving away. And Chubbs is like, dude, you could make the big bucks from this. And then yeah. Happy's like, wait a second. I need money because my grandma's house has been repossessed. Exactly. So he reverses and he's like, all right, I think I'm going to have to do this. So next day, morning of the Waterbury Open, Happy shows up to the golf course and he's wearing his Boston Bruins jersey. Which, which is, is like a classic. It's the classic. That's like the look for, for Adam Sandler. Yeah, it's amazing. So he shows up in the jersey jeans ready to play walks onto the green chubbs jogs up and he's like hey man how you doing thanks for uh dressing up today you know mm, yes, um and then adam sandler goes why didn't a big guy like you play football when you were younger which is funny because carl weathers did play football when he was younger. and he's a very big man for a season and a half and then the raiders <laughs> cut him and then oh. he didn't do anything else um and then chubbs is like hey look here are the people you need to know on the golf scene I think Chubb said, well, you, you, you jumped a bit. Chubb says a funny joke. Yes. Go ahead. What is it? He says, uh, well, my mom didn't want to sign the permission slips because right. they didn't want to get hurt. And then Adam Sandler <laughs> looks at his hand, which is all fucked up because it just got run over in the last scene. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I guess she uh, missed a mark or something like that. And Chubbs almost looks at him like he doesn't get the joke, which right. I think is very funny. It is funny. <laughs> yeah. See, here's why he didn't say the joke. Yeah. Because I did that on the last episode. <laughs> And it was three and a half hours long. Fair enough. Uh, so, I, like, if you think something is funny, and you I'll bring, bring it up. up. Yeah, I'll bring it that, up. I think that's fantastic. I'm going to bring up jokes uh, for the next two and a half hours. Because otherwise, I would just read the movie. I would just read the script to you. Just read, read um, me. Tell me what happens. Chubbs is like, hey, that guy's Doug Thompson. He's yeah. the president of the tour. That guy's Shooter McGavin, a.k.a. Christopher McDonald. Yeah. Who is the top pro golfer and leading money winner. Yeah. Theoretically, it would be the same thing. Uh, and then that's Virginia Vennett, the director of PR for the tour. Also, this is a second thing that they've done, which starts to be a recurring lead, a recurring thing in the Sandlerverse. Did you catch it with, uh, what's her name? The double Vs, Veronica Vaughn and Virginia Vennett? Double letters in general. Okay. Because when, when Adam Sandler has a romantic interest, it's usually a double letter. Is it really? It, it ends up being a thing. Wow. It's Veronica Vaughn, Virginia Vennett, her name in Hubie Halloween. I think it happens. I think there's a few times it doesn't happen. Or like if he's married to that character, she doesn't have a double letter. Right. But there's but a she probably did before. Her maiden name's probably a double letter. I mean, if they like were like, let's let's give the fucking backstory to her character in Murder Mystery. Like Murder oh. Mystery's a double letter. Well, fuck, yeah. I forget that, <laughs> that his name is, is Greg Mystery and his wife's name is Murder Mystery. That's, that's a cool name. Hello, my name is Murder Mystery. I'm Jennifer Aniston. Nice to meet you. Um, 
here's some other people who were considered for the role of Shooter McGavin. Oh. Bruce Campbell. Don't. Oh, yep. my God. Yep. Kevin Costner. He wouldn't have done it. No. He wouldn't have done it. And Tim Allen. <sighs> yeah. I don't think he would have done it. Bruce Campbell's is yeah. the... Chris, I think they were all actually offered it, so they didn't uh, do it. Bruce Campbell is just like... Fucking Bruce Campbell in an Adam Sandler movie would have been so good. I know. Which was weird because it, it could have gotten us one step closer to Adam Sandler Spider-Man. That's true. Or, or Adam Sandler in the Spider-Man universe. Yeah, sneaking closer. But alas, Damn. not meant to be. I, again, Christopher McDonald, he's great in the role. He's very funny, but like... The fact that could have been Bruce, I, Tim Allen feels too boring to be honest. Like it's like, yeah, okay, sure, yeah, yeah. But like, at the time, he would have been a Tim great. Tim Allen feels like the name brand version of who they got in a weird way. For, I would agree with you, but I also feel like at the time Tim Allen wasn't. Well, wait, has Tim Allen ever played the bad guy? No, this is right after the Santa Claus. But I feel like Tim Allen has never in his career been the bad guy. No, just in his real life. He's like, I can't, uh, can't let it cross over. Yeah, he's like, vaccine. What's that? <laughs> um, so Shooter does a little speech. Yeah. Right before the the uh, the contest begins. Yes. And he says the winner of the Waterbury Open will be invited to join the Pro Tour. Yes. That's a big deal. Um, we also already know that, so it's just double exposition. Whatever. And then as Happy is walking up to the first hole, a little frog-like kid with bleach blonde hair takes his golf clubs away and happy tackles him and he's like yes. what the fuck are you doing and then he realizes there's a thing called a caddy who is it you're about to tell me who this kid is who is this kid i have no idea I didn't, i'm not gonna tell you really yeah. oh i figured you were gonna be like so by the way that's daniel craig like i feel like you were gonna be like you were gonna just know something about yeah. this kid yeah and he was gonna go on to be someone like fucking insane yeah i have it's cory booker i have no idea who it is um, <laughs> it's, it's actually a young rudy giuliani <laughs> oh boy um yeah horrifying this is all just exposition to hammer home the fact that happy has no idea how golf works right he yeah tackles the cat he's like oh what's golf huh? um happy's style is unconventional at best and he commits a lot of faux pas during this first tournament misses on his first swing and then chubbs is like happy remember it's all in the hips all in the hips all in the hips which is very like it's not like <laughs> he's because he kind of is like get off me man he's like i'm just They're both me up. laughing about it which is yeah, awesome just, i'm loosening you up like i'm helping you like, it's one of the most quotable lines of this movie as well yeah all in the hips yeah um happy I, hits the ball in one hit really quick i found out what happened to the guy what he is now a neuroscientist at stony brook university Cool. I'm not going to have any neuroscience done to me because that seems weird. Um, Fair enough. Everyone's amazed at how well Happy can drive the ball. Yeah. But when it comes time to putt, it's not so good. He smacks it way too hard. He misses once, twice, three times, a fourth time. And then this dude in the crowd is talking shit. Yeah. Happy finally makes it on the fifth putt. And after it goes in, he like jerseys the dude and punches him in the head. Yes, which so, I do like. This is fantastic. I love that it's like a hockey move to pull yeah. the jersey over the head and then punch it. And it's like a polo. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's it, like that little detail. I was like, they know what they're fucking doing in this movie. Yes. Um, Happy's second shot is a hole in one. Yeah. This is the CGI shot. Uh, it's supposed to be a par four. He makes it in one. Yes. And at that point, we get a golf montage set to jump around. 
Kind of fun. Very fun. Um, and by the time this montage is over, Happy has won the Waterbury Open somehow against all odds. But more importantly, he's won over the crowd. That's a big Yeah, thing. they love him. They do. There's one person that doesn't love him, though. That wiener. Shooter McGavin. Wiener. Big time wiener in the khaki pants. Khaki pants wiener. That was my nickname in high school. After Happy's big win, Virginia introduces Is that before herself. before after you put on that stupid fucking suede jacket? at the same time. <laughs> um, I was actually wearing girl jeans, size 14 petite with the jacket, because they didn't have skinny jeans for guys at the time. Uh, so I, I took my stepmom to Target and bought girl pants, and I wore them to high school every day. <laughs> dork that's fair that's fine that's fine <laughs> i have no i have no rebuttal uh continue okay so happy meets virginia but he's disappointed that there's no cash prize for the waterbury open yeah and virginia's like hey come to next week's match in portland because the winner gets two hundred and sixteen thousand dollars which is almost enough to pay for the fucking house wait if it's in portland where are they implying that that implies it's not far away. Well, here's the thing. It, 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 Happy drives to every tournament. Yeah. And they're all over the country. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I have a full list of tournaments later on. <laughs> he drives to every single one. And it's like, dude, you're not saving money <laughs> if you're it's, driving to all of these tournaments. It's implied that it's in like, because I know Oregon, Oregon? Oregon. And yes. California are both implied. Because yes. he says... Stormy San Francisco. They're actually directly stated, yeah. 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 But there's also Florida. <laughs> there's Texas. There's Minnesota. And he drives to all He of drives them. to all of them. I, that was going to be – I don't understand. I was going to ask you about that later and see what you thought. That um, rules. The important thing here, though, is not the distance between wherever he is, Waterbury and Portland. It's that even the loser gets $2,400. Yeah. So he's like, wait a second. Even if I'm the worst person there, I'm still going to make money? Yeah. This is a great gig. Yeah, he doesn't I'm care. i do it. Um, so he uh, he's down. Chudge is like, Chudge. Chubbs. Chudge. <laughs> Chubbs is like, congratulations, Happy, but you got lucky. Yeah. You need more help if you want to win. I'm going to say, why don't you take some time off? Yeah. I'll train you every day for six months, and then you can join the Pro Tour. Yeah. And Happy's like, dude, I need money in 90 days. So six months, not going to work out. I'm going to decline your offer. I'm just going to play golf. Yeah. And Chubbs is like, all right, fuck you then. Like, not really. Later, like, Wiener. He wants him to succeed, but he's yeah. also like, hmm, I'm butthurt. So back at the nursing home, Ben Stiller is running some kind of geriatric quilting cartel. <laughs> it's kind of I don't funny. really know what else to call it. It's kind of funny. He's forcing the old people, including Happy's grandma, to make quilts and then threatening them with landscaping duty if they complain. Yeah. Which is bad. Uh, and then Happy shows up while they're knitting. And he's like, hey, Grandma, look at my trophy. I'm doing a great job. And she's like, hey, I'm glad you're making money because I don't want to stay here anymore. Yes. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> yes. And then we see Ben Stiller, like, threatening her with, like, the finger across the neck. Yeah. And, like, a gun to the temple and shit through so the window. Funny. It's incredibly funny, but also really sad and violent. Yeah. And so she's like, just kidding. I love it here. It's fucking great. <laughs> Thanks for bringing me here, Happy. You're the best. Um, and then he, he 
He accidentally like might kill the Mista Mista lady. Yeah, he kills the lady kind of with an air conditioner. He doesn't really kill her. She's like, help, help. I'm very much alive. And he's like, I think she's dead. And it's like, do you know what that means? <laughs> um, but we cut to another golf course. Oh, we also, every time someone asks Happy about his ex-girlfriend, he's just like, There's a oh, different story. Oh, yeah, she died. She's dead in every one. But like one time she got hit by a car. One time she like jumped off a cliff or something. Yeah. Um. We're at another golf course. Yeah. This is the AT&T Invitational in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Okay. Uh, he drove. <laughs> at the cocktail reception for the event, everyone's dressed formally except Happy. Yeah. Who shows up in jeans, boots, a dad hat, and an ACDC t-shirt. Yeah. Which is interesting because I'm like, wouldn't he be wearing hockey shit? Like, this is the one scene where he's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he walks right up to Shooter and a bunch of other pro golfers. And everyone's pretty much nice to him, except for Shooter. Yeah. Uh, one of them is this guy, Mark Lai, who's a real pro golfer. He looked like a pro golfer. Yeah, I mean, they all do. Yeah. He's just like crusty old white people. But <laughs> but he's like, hey, good job, man. You you, know, you drive the ball real real far. That's great. Um, and then Happy's like, oh, I like all these guys' gold jackets. Where's your Shooter? And Shooter's like, oh, you're so funny. Yeah. He's not making fun of Shooter. He just genuinely he just is like. He doesn't know. But Shooter yeah. thinks he's making fun of him. He's not. He's not. He's just an idiot. Yes. And then Shooter's like, hey, man, if you're not doing anything, why don't you meet us on the ninth green at 9 p.m.? Yes. And make sure you dress nice. Yes. So cut to the ninth green at 9 p.m. Yeah. Happy is actually wearing a suit. Yeah. Which is interesting because it's like, so you do have a suit and know how to dress nice, but you just choose not to. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, but he, like, he knows he should. He just doesn't. Yeah. Um, but then he does have the suit. He's waiting there. Obviously, they don't show up. The sprinklers turn on. He gets soaked. On his way back to the clubhouse, he runs into Virginia, who tells him that he was just the victim of this classic hazing ritual. Yes. Uh, and she's like, don't literally kick Shooter's ass. Kick his ass on the Green. golf course. Yeah. Because you're going to make my life as the PR lady a lot harder <laughs> if you fight him. Yeah. And it's really flirty. This whole conversation is very It like, is flirty. Ooh, okay. I yeah. see. I see. This is the love interest. Uh, and then he's like, my girlfriend's dead. Which is funny. And then she's like, okay. Like, <laughs> he's just fine me? with it, yeah. Uh, the next morning, it's time for the 22nd annual AT&T International. Yes. Which coincidentally takes place in April, which is when this episode is being released. Uh, Fair. This is the first time that we meet the tourist TV announcers. Yes. We have Vern Lundquist, who's playing himself. He's a real golf announcer. <laughs> and then we have a guy named Jack Beard. Who is not yeah. a real announcer. He's played by a guy named Fat Jack. <laughs> no, he's not. He is. Not kidding. Okay. And he doesn't say a word in the entire movie. The closest he gets is he goes, hmm. That's it. That's literally the <laughs> only sound that he makes in the entire movie. It's amazing. What else is Fat Jack in? I have no idea. I'll look it up. Okay, please do. Um... In the meantime, Shooter McGavin is the favorite to win this tournament. Yeah. And Happy pulls into the parking lot driving, of course. And when he pulls into the spot, a homeless guy named Otto, Colin Covert, starts cleaning his windshield but is taken away by security. He is only in Happy Gilmore. There you go. Fat Jack, good for you. Who is this guy? He's probably some producer or something. But it's like he only has... There's only knowledge of him in Happy Gilmore. There's, like, nothing else. Maybe he's a phantom. 
Maybe he's not real. He doesn't exist. Maybe he was CGI. <laughs> Fat Jack, the CGI man. That's why he didn't say anything. It's too hard to make the lips move. It's the same reason why all the kids in Toy Story are just copies of Andy. They couldn't figure it out yet in the early 90s. Um, Alan Covert, like I said, cleans the windshield and gets taken away. But don't worry, he's going to be back. Because Happy finds out that they don't just give you a caddy at every tournament. You actually have to provide your own caddy. Yes. And so he's like, well, I don't know what the fuck to do. And he hires Otto, the homeless guy, to be his caddy. Okay. Which is fun. Yes. Uh, this is when a man named Kevin Nealon enters the picture. Yeah. Is our first Kevin Nealon? It is. Uh, I don't think so. I think our second Kevin Nealon. He showed up in something else. Yeah. Was it Coneheads? Yes. Yeah. Sure? I think so. Okay. So this is our second Kevin Nealon. Yeah. He plays a character named <laughs> Gary Potter. Shut the fuck up. Not Harry Potter, but Gary Potter. And this makes me wonder about an alternate universe Harry Potter where Kevin Nealon <laughs> is the adult Harry Potter. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm the boy who lived. Yeah, look, look at me. Wow. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of fun. Uh, he basically plays the same character that he plays in Grandma's Boy. Yeah. Which is like a spiritual, holistic kind of dude who's like really interested in vibes and energies. <laughs> a weirdo. Yeah, he's like, ooh, circles, merry-go-round, neat. Yeah. Um, and then he's not really like a major character, but he kind of stands in as like Happy's advice guy while Chubbs is out of the picture, yes. essentially. So. Happy steps up for his first swing of the day, and he misses, and then he starts cussing up a storm. And I didn't write down the whole thing, but I wrote down part of the cussing. Let's hear it. Uh, fuck this shit. Fuck me in the fucking ass. Fuck you, you stupid cunt. And then something about licking a monkey dick. <laughs> but it's all censored because we're watching the TV broadcast right. That's version. That's exactly right. So I'm like, wow, he's really saying all this shit. Yeah. And then Lee Trevino, who's a real golfer is standing there and he just kind of shakes his head at happy, which he does many, many times over the course of the movie. Is that who the guy is? It's Lee Trevino. He's a famous golfer. Who's <laughs> like a garbage man later. He's like one of the most famous golfers in the world. Uh, and he's playing himself, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, and he also fun fact once said that if he had read the script before agreeing to be in this movie, he would have passed on the movie. <laughs> so he was not a fan of the salty language. That rules. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, Happy ends up sinking the first putt, and when he does, he gloats into the TV camera. And seeing this, the president of the tour, that Doug guy we talked about a minute ago, yeah. calls Virginia into his office, and he's like, hey, I don't like that so much. This this kicks off a montage where we cut back and forth between Happy and Shooter McGavin. Uh, basically, the idea here is, look, one of these guys is a pro golfer, the other one is not. Um we also get glimpses of people like Chubbs and Happy's grandma reacting because they're watching this on TV. Yeah. Chubbs is like, you're being an asshole. His grandma's like jumping around the retirement home on a broomstick, <laughs> yeah. which is awesome. Uh, and then the montage ends on Shooter McGavin making the game-winning shot, but his crowd is really, really small because everyone's exactly. watching Happy instead. And that's Nobody really, cares. really important. Yeah. Um, Happy's on his last hole as well. His last putt does not go very well. Yeah. And he starts the cussing thing again. More stuff about monkey fuckers and whatever. Yeah. And the president of the tour, still in the office, is with Virginia now. And he's like, hey, here's what you're going to do. You're going to put out a press release saying that Happy's been thrown off the tour because this is not working out. And she's like, 
okay, sure. But also, no. And here's why. Uh, golf needs a player like this. Exactly. Happy's killing it. Uh, the Dallas Open has already sold out because people want to come see Happy play in person. And so Doug, being the capitalist pig that he is, yeah. hears that term sold out. And he's like, oh, Happy can make me money? Let's keep him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then he's like, he's your responsibility, Virginia. And if he fucks up again, you get fired. Exactly. So now that she has a personal stake in Happy now. Um, back outside, they're interviewing Shooter. He's just won the tournament. But all the reporters are only asking him questions about Happy Gilmore. Yeah, which he's like, he, I don't give a oh, shit. Oh, he hates it so much. Yeah. They're like, what do you think of Happy Gilmore? He's like, I don't fucking think about him at all. Yeah. Uh, and then they're like, well, did you see his, his putt or whatever? And he's like, bro, where did he finish? Last? Fuck him. Yeah, he's like, I won. Yeah. So he's he's getting jealous. Yes. Which is big. We're in the clubhouse. Tournament's over. And everyone's unwinding. Yes. Happy comes into the bar and Shooter's already in there drinking a martini. Yeah. Happy orders a beer. Those are the drinks that we use in America to represent the class system. Just Pretty much. Thinking about it. Pretty much, uh, yeah. Shooter tells Happy, he's like, hey, man, look. You could have a really amazing career just traveling around from one driving range to another, hustling people for money. And Happy's like, I already tried that shit. And he's like, look, dude, I know what you're doing right now. And I don't like it. And I yeah. really like that line. He was like, I get what you're trying to do. Yeah. And it's like, very rarely does the character actually acknowledge, like, I know what you're trying to accomplish right you're now. You're trying to I'm fuck me fan. over, get fucked. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes, why don't you just shut your trap before I put my foot in it? <laughs> so he's escalating things just a little bit. Yeah. And then Shooter threatens Happy. He's like, look, dude, this is my tour. It's my fucking turn to win. I've been trying to get this jacket forever. You're a fucking freak. You're an You're idiot. not going to get in yeah, my Yeah, you way. mean nothing. You're not going to steal my limelight. And then Happy is like, look, dude, I was here to make money. But now I'm here to beat your ass because you're pissing me off. So he's like, I'm going to stay on the tour even if I make the money just to fuck with you. It's almost like Shooter took it personally and Happy – like where Shooter was like, I don't think about Happy at all. Yeah. Happy legitimately did not think about Shooter no, at he was all. only thinking of his grandma. Yeah. So he's like, look, dude, now I want to kick your ass. Yeah. And Shooter goes, I'd like to see you try. And then Happy takes a beer bottle and breaks it against the bar and threatens to cut him with it, basically. <laughs> yeah. And Shooter's like, no, no, no. I'm in on the, I'm in on the golf course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. And then Virginia comes in. She's like, hey, fucking knock it off. Yeah. And she's like, look, dude. I like you. This is fun. You got to calm down or they're going to kick you off the tour. Exactly. You can't swear anymore. You can't throw your golf club anymore. You can't hit other players. And Happy's like, so I can't have any fun? And she's like, you can have fun. Just just within these parameters. Just chill out a little bit. And he's like, okay. Fine. Yeah. And then he asks Virginia out. He's like, hey, you're, you're, you kind of got something going that I like. Let's see what's up. As friends. Yeah. Well, she goes, I don't date golfers. And he goes, well, good, because I'm a hockey player. Yeah, which and is funny. And she looks at him like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, he's like, a loophole. <laughs> I found a loophole. So, from here on out, the movie sort of feels like a montage of different golf tournaments in different courses around the U.S. And you, 100%, have figured out where they are. Yeah. I know where they are and all. I love this. I did a lot of pausing. <laughs> oh, my so God. So, the first is the Cleveland Classic. Hell, yeah. Uh, here is where his old boss, Mr. Larson, shows up, and he still has the nail in his head. Yes. But now he's one of Happy's biggest fans. 
Uh, Happy hypes up the crowd, which is filled with his kind of people. Yeah. Dudes with beer bongs and shit. (laughs) It's kind of rules. It's it's awesome. It's not the typical golf crowd. No, it's like a cool golf crowd. Uh, And then so Happy's fans, including this Mr. Larson guy, are like taunting Shooter. Um, So we're we're starting to see how Happy is changing the game of golf. Yes. The next stop is the Michelob Invitational. Where the announcer says a quote large and economically diverse crowd Which has so shown up to watch Happy Such play. a shitty but funny way to say that. Well, I mean, if you look at it, it like these people look like they're tailgating a poison concert. Yes. But they're at a Agre- golf tour. Agreed. Um they're in the parking lot drinking beer, they're walking around like they're lost at warp tour or something. It's very interesting. Uh and then like they're distracting shooter again when he's trying to shoot. And then there's one scene where Shooter is signing a photo of himself for somebody, and then Happy is signing a woman's boobs. And yeah, then, which is like a grandma's boobs. It's <laughs> just a very funny joke. This is funny. And Shooter's looking at him like I fuck bel- you, but also like I'm jealous. Am I wrong in thinking that there's an old woman who gets Shooter to sign something, and then it's the same old woman whose boobs he's signed? Oh, signed? is it the same woman? <laughs> I think it's the oh, same. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't notice. I that. believe that's what it is. I believe that's the joke. Dude, that's so good. Oh, yeah, that's so good. Um, Happy doesn't win. But he does do better than the last time. Yeah. He's doing better. Yeah. That's the the moral here. Now we're at the Dallas Open. Yeah. That would be in Texas. Assuming. um, At this one, Happy misses a putt. Yeah. But he restrains himself. Instead of throwing the putter, he, like, calms down, putts again, and he makes it. Yes. And Virginia's standing right there like, good job. You got this. Yeah. Uh, Shooter, not surprisingly, wins again. And Happy comes in 45th place. (laughs) <laughs> which is not ideal but no. he still made a decent he's made like $4,800 or something he's making money for sure um, now we go to the Visa Everglades Open that would be in Florida Florida and Happy takes a shot at this contest and it lands directly in an alligator's mouth now if that sounds familiar to you it should yeah Happy confronts the gator to get the ball back and when he does he realizes that the alligator has only one eye which means it's the same gator that bit Chubbs' hand off so many years ago. Or that alligators living in these dirty-ass water features of golf courses have problems. But we're meant <laughs> to assume that it's the same gator. And so Happy dives into the water and wrestles the gator. He gets the ball back. Presumably, he actually kills the alligator with an elbow to the head. Yeah, I guess. Well, uh, yeah, it does die. It comes back later. Uh, so he's vindicated Chubbs and gotten his ball back. And in this one, he finishes in 21st place, which is still terrible, but it's literally 24 places better than the previous yes. tournament. So moving on up. Unless there are only 25 people in this tournament. That's fair. <laughs> that is, that is, <laughs> it's relative, I suppose. Yeah. Um, at the subsequent tournament, which is the Bell Atlantic Invitational, he finishes in 18th place. Doing better. Then at the Wilson Minneapolis Classic. Wait, where was the Bell Invitational at? It uh, it's in the Atlantic. That's on the East Coast somewhere. I don't know. Uh, at the Wilson Minneapolis Classic, he gets ninth place. Okay. So that's a, amazing improvement. Yeah. Um, in the midst of this rising success, Shooter is getting more and more upset about Happy being on the tour. Yes. And he asks Doug to get rid of Happy. Doug says no. Uh, Shooter says Happy's destroying golf. Yeah. And Doug's like, hey, man, the ratings are off the fucking charts. So get fucked, Shooter. And we've got a lot of new youthful sponsors. So, again, the capitalist machine is like, Happy makes money. We keep happy. Happy make happy. Happy. Yeah, it sucks. Um, And then Shooter's like, if you're not going to fucking do something about this, I'm going to take this matter into my own hands. Yes. 
Happy calls his grandma, and he's basically like, hey, as long as I don't finish dead last in the last two tournaments, we're going to have enough money to buy the house back. Exactly. So things are going well. And then Happy's like, hey, Virginia, remember when I asked you out? And you kind of like didn't give me a committal answer? Yeah. Should we should we go out? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. okay, but we're going to go on a date as friends. Yes, this is what I thought you were talking I about think earlier. Is just hanging out. Yeah, two friends don't date. Yeah. You if if you are going on a date as friends, it is a date. Yeah, I was like what are you, what are you, what are you like with about? the the implication that it could get romantic. Cuz otherwise this is a date. Is it not? No. <laughs> um cut to the local ice rink for the Minnesota Moose. Which is a kind a of fun. It is fun. I think it's a real team. I've seen that logo. <laughs> I I thought it was the Manitoba Moose logo, but I've seen the moose either way, so. Well, it could be the Manitoba moose logo, but they filmed it, or they did film this in Canada, so or implied that it was like not in can. You know what I mean? Like filmed it in Canada, but it's not supposed to be Canada, so it could be the Manitoba moose. You're right. Wow, look at you. Look at the (laughs) look at the big brain on Reuben. Um, Happy and Virginia are there for their first date. Yes. And Happy has prearranged for someone at the rink to turn down the lights and play Endless Love while they skate around. This is kind of funny. Virginia's like, oh, I thought we were just friends. And Happy's like, fuck that shit. Well, Happy's like, friends can skate around in the dark to Endless Love. That's true. And then he's like, this song reminds me of my grandma, which is like, okay, maybe this isn't a date. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then he makes Virginia a bet, and he says, I'll never bother you again if you can shoot this puck into the net. But if you miss, you have to kiss me. And pretend like you don't like it, which is a weird line. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not a great line. She makes the puck into the net, but then she's like, well, I didn't see it go in. And then they kiss. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's it kind of cute. Fun. It is a cute a cute little exchange. And then they like pan away, and for some reason the Zamboni driver is <laughs> who's the guy from Children of the Corn. is just <laughs> sitting there lip-syncing the song while they it's like dance in the funny. background. It's funny and weird, and I was like, is this the guy who like sang this song? No, it's just some weird actor from Children of the Corn. Uh, it's kind of fun. It is fun. Uh, but the date's over. Yeah. Because it's time for the Pepsi Pro-Am. Yes. And they say that this takes place in San Francisco, but if you look at the the scenery, it's very clearly not San Francisco. Because there's no. a massive lake and no buildings and lots of trees. <laughs> uh, it was actually filmed at, and I'm serious about the name of this, the Furry Creek Golf and Country Club in uh, British Columbia, Canada. Furry Creek. Okay. Weird name. Yeah. Don't like it. No. Uh, feel like that's a different movie. <laughs> After Pro-Am, Happy is paired up with Bob Barker, the guy from Price is Right before Drew Carey. Yeah. Uh, who was in Conehead. It all comes back around. Um, oh, I was like, wait, what? Bob yeah. Barker's not a conehead. No, Drew, Carey. Drew Carey's in coneheads. But yeah, so it's, it's Bob Barker, and right out of the gate, he's like, look, man, I won last year. I want to fucking win again. He's very competitive about this. Yes. Uh, it, but there's a problem, because right when Happy is about to take his first swing, this guy in the crowd, wearing a bucket hat, like a windbreaker, is like, <laughs> hell yeah. Hey, Gilmore, you suck, you jackass. And you know who that is. Tell me. It's Joe Flaherty. Right. Who's Joe Flaherty? He is a he's a SCTV guy. He's okay. Very funny. I I'm getting him mixed up. Keep doing other things while I look up and see if he's who I think he is. Okay. Well, I'm going to be talking about him for a minute. So you got Good. time. Uh, because every time Happy tries to hit the ball, that same guy like just jeers at him and just calls him a jackass. Yeah, jackass. You jackass. 
the way he says it's fucking hilarious. That's another very quotable line from this movie. Yes. Um, meanwhile, Bob Barker is getting increasingly frustrated with Happy's poor performance. And this whole exchange back and forth thing goes on for a while. And eventually, Bob and Happy are in dead last. Did you ever watch Freaks and Geeks? No. Oh, he's the dad in Freaks and Geeks. Okay. He was on SN- uh, not SNL, SCTV for a long time. He was on there for like eight years. Um, he was also a writer, but yeah, he was on Freaks and Geeks and then Happy Gilmore. He He's in just, he's one of those character actors. He's in a bunch of stuff. Um, he's great. He's so funny. He's one of the most memorable parts of this movie. Yes. Honestly. He's very good. Um, he's Jeb the Goat in Home on the Range. Is he really? <laughs> That is the last thing on his IMDb. And when was that? 2004. Did he die? <laughs> I need to double check. <laughs> no. Oh, he, but just, he, is, he was like, that was enough for me. I'm done. He is 80 years Maybe old. Maybe in Happy Gilmore, too. You jackass. You jackass. You jackass. He's been with his... Oh, never mind. He was married to Judith Flaherty for 20 years, and then they got divorced. Oh, well. Maybe he was being a jackass. They have a kid. That's cool. Let's get him on the show. <laughs> well, their name is Gudrun. All right, Gudrun, if you're listening, join us for the next episode. Uh, it, it, are you done with your biography of the jackass guy? <laughs> yeah, well, hold on. One more joke. I was going to say, you're laughing, but you're not saying no. So I'm... <laughs> hey, I'm Joe Flaherty, and welcome to Jackass. Jackass. I like that you had a dramatic pause before making the most obvious possible joke. It's so stupid. Oh, fuck me, dude. Um, okay. Continue about Joe Flaherty. Well, I'm done talking about him now. Okay. For, well, for now. Bob Barker now is, is the angry man, and he's talking shit to Happy. And he's eventually like, look, there's no way you could have been as bad at hockey as you are at golf because you suck. Yeah, which kind of rules. They make Bob Barker look like an asshole. He's which, a savage in this movie. Which kind of yeah. rules because you know that Bob Barker was like, yeah, I'll, I'll be a dickhead. Like, Well, th- that's interesting that you say that. I have a fun fact for you in just a moment. Okay. So, at this point, Happy gets mad. He punches Bob Barker in the face. Yes. Bob Barker gets back up and slugs Happy a lot. Like, he punches him repeatedly. Yeah. He's kicking the shit out of him. They fight for a very long time. Like, almost like Peter Griffin versus the chicken. Long. Yeah, like it's, an absurdly long amount of time. It's too long. Um, and when it finally looks like Bob is passed out, Happy's like, the price is wrong, bitch. Which is a great line. Yeah. But then Bob Barker suddenly opens his eyes. <laughs> like, a, like a Michael Myers-esque. Yeah, it's, like... it's horrifying. And then he just wails on Happy a bunch more. Happy falls to the ground. And this time Bob says, now you've had enough bitch <laughs> which, which is so rules. weird and uncomfortable kind of rules it's like hearing my grandpa call someone a bitch you know it's like whoa uh you're yeah. not supposed to say that but here's the fun fact okay barb barb bob barker only agreed to be in this movie after he found out that he was gonna win the fight against adam sandler he was like i'm not so sure and they're like you're gonna win the fight he was like all right i'll do it well i kind of like too that it implies that like it really shows that yeah happy would have been bad at hockey because he can't even win a fight against an old man (laughs) well it's funny you should say that as well because bob barker insisted on doing his own stunts excuse me He he does his own stunts and i thought that was odd until i learned that he studied martial arts under chuck 
Norris. What? Yes. This is a fact. <clears throat> Bob Barker learned martial arts from Chuck Norris and then wanted to do his own stunts in this movie. And they have replicated this a few times throughout the years. Yes. I know, like, they've been on stuff together and then they just start beating the shit out of each yeah. other for no reason. Like, there's one time where, like, Bob Barker was in the hospital or some shit and then he, like, gets out of his hospital bed and starts kicking the shit out of Adam Sandler. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, it's, yeah. Uh, this one, this first iteration, won the first ever MTV Movie Award for Best Fight. What was it up against? I don't know. Well, give me 30 seconds. <laughs> okay. I'm going to keep going while, while you're doing that. Yeah. In the woods nearby, Shooter talks to the guy in the bucket hat. What's his name? Flaherty? Flaherty? Joe Flaherty. Uh, and Shooter's like paying him off, basically. So we find out that Shooter has paid this guy to get a reaction out of Happy so that Happy to fuck with him, yeah. the tour. Um, and then the guy's like, hey, Shooter, you want to go to Red Lobster? <laughs> Which is kind of fun. Which is very funny. All right. Did you find your answer? I'm about to. I, I'm like about to get there. Okay. I'm going to pause because I'm getting close to, to moving on to the next scene. So you do your research. No, no. You can keep going. We can come back to this if we need to. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I think I got it. See, that's why I was going to pause. The MTV Movie Award for Best Fight is an award presented. Blah, 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 blah. Winners and nominees. Okay, here we go. Well, Uma Thurman got it. And like, Okay. In 1996, the other... Oh... The other nominees were John Travolta versus Christian Slater in Broken Arrow. Okay. Pierce Brosnan versus Famke Jensen in GoldenEye. Okay. And just Jackie Chan versus Bad Guys in Rumble in the Bronx. And this one over Jackie Chan. And Bad Guys. Interesting. Uh, do you want to know what won in, what lost in 1997? <laughs> sure. So Farusha Balk and Robin Tunney won it for the craft. But... Jackie Chan versus Henchman in Jackie Chan's first strike lost. Okay. Jackie Chan not on a great streak here. Matthew Broderick versus Jim Carrey in The Cable Guy. That also, should have won. That's one of the best fucking movies ever. It's just wild. I love that movie so much, dude. I kind of want to know how many of these Jackie Chan... Jackie Chan lost a lot of these. What the hell? <laughs> Jackie Chan lost Best Fight... So many times. So are you, are, is what you're trying to say that Jackie Chan can't do the one thing that Jackie Chan can do? Oh, he did win in 2002 after losing four times. Did he win for Rush Hour? Yeah, Rush okay, Hour 2. Good. good. Yeah. He um, lost for Rush Hour 1, by the way. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> um, we're, we're, we're going to go to Doug's office now. Yeah. We're going to step away from Jackie Chan. Well, hold on. I'm still, I'm still looking, but you can continue. Maybe stop. Um, <laughs> so we're... We're in Doug's office where Happy Shooter and Virginia are waiting. Yeah. Uh, and Doug is mad at Happy for fighting with Bob Barker on national television, which makes yeah. sense. Um, the board of golfers, I guess, I don't yeah. know, the board, decides that Happy's going to be fined $25,000. Sure. Which is a setback because he's trying to make money. Yes. Lose it. Uh, and they're going to suspend him for one month. Uh, Happy and Shooter are both upset at that because – Happy's like, I need the money now. I yeah. can't take a month off. And Shooter's like, a month? You should get rid of this person. Yeah, like, this is not enough. So they're both pissed. Um, but the board is like, hey, we can't kick Happy off because our ratings are the highest they've ever he been. He makes us money. Yes, the capitalism machine. Um, Happy pleads with Doug again. He's like, look, dude, they're going to sell my grandma's house to somebody else. It seems like a throwaway line. But? Because Doug's like, well, whoop-de-doo. I don't give a shit. He says it in front of Shooter. Yeah. And that's important because up till now, Shooter didn't know that. 
Mm-hmm. And that comes back in a few minutes. So, cut two. Subway sandwiches, <laughs> where Happy and Virginia are on a date. And if yes. you're keeping track at home, this is the second time that we've had a date at Subway between two main characters on this podcast. <laughs> what the fuck? Why? And this is the eighth episode, and it's happened twice. So I'm just thinking, if there have been two Subway dates yeah. out of eight Adam Sandler movies. Sure. That's how many Subway dates total were there in the 90s in movies? There have to have been a lot more. I'm sure, uh, sure there's a lot, but do you think we're going to get more? Do you think we're going to get more on this podcast? At this point, I'm starting to feel like it's going to happen. That's wild. I didn't even it's make weird. the connection. Yeah, so there's... A, it's we weird that it happened twice. Yeah. It is weird. I don't like it. Um, it made sense in Coneheads because they were like teenagers, but here they're like yeah adult people <laughs> who go on a date to subway yeah and it's like your first date was like a private ice skating experience and your well, second maybe, date is subway maybe this one's not a date this is just like two adults getting lunch as friends no i think they're romantically involved well, but then it, it's a date no i know i think if you and your girlfriend go just and get like random food like hey we're gonna go pick up some dinner or lunch or whatever that's not a date i think that's not how we count things in this house <laughs> You're like, please, God, count it as a dish. Just saying. Um, <laughs> we learned that Happy only needs 50000 more dollars to save his grandma's house. Yes. Assuming that means he only needed 25000 before, and then he lost the twenty five k, so now he needs fifty again. Fair. Um, and Virginia's just listening to it, Happy, and he's talking about how much he loves his Subway sandwich. Which is funny. It it is funny. And she gets a brilliant idea, which is let's get happy an endorsement deal with Subway. Yes. So he does the commercial and they pay him $50,000 and he has enough to get his grandma's house back. Yes. Movie over. Hooray. Nope. So wait. Oh. Eight more pages. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, actually? Uh, No. (laughs) You had to check. Five. Happy Virginia and Happy's grandma drive up to Can I house. Can I just say really quick? Yes, you can. You were like, I need to make sure this one's short. I'm so, like, self-conscious about how long these episodes are getting because, like, that's just a long time. And you then I told you how long this episode was so far, and you were like, okay, yeah, that's fine. And then you're like, so there's eight pages left. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be another long one. I don't care. I, I love Happy it. I Gilmore, and I want to talk about it. That's fair. I didn't respect Billy Madison, apparently. I watched that happen. <laughs> You're going to catch these hands later. Um, no, you did a great job. Thank you. Uh, I Again, I really, really tried to force myself to be brief. I don't give a shit, man. This rules. Well, I I, I feel weird about it. Uh, they, they drive up to the old house. Yes. Happy's grandma's old house. Um, and I say it's her old house because she's on the brink of losing it. Yes. There are a bunch of people milling about out front, and we realize that the IRS agent is holding an auction to sell the house. At this point, we realize that there has been a misunderstanding. Happy can't just buy the house back for twenty seventy five or whatever, two hundred seventy five thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. outright. He has to win it at the auction. Exactly. The bidding starts at a hundred thousand, and it very quickly goes past the two hundred seventy five k. Yes. Somebody ends up buying the house for three hundred fifty thousand, and we see that it was Shooter McGavin. Wiener alert. Wiener alert for sure. Right and. Remember when I said it's important that he learned that the house was... Yes. Yeah, this is why. Because he's a wiener. He's a wiener. 
uh, the big wiener. Wiener. Happy at this point tries to hit Shooter, and he's like, "Look, dude, you lay a finger on me, I'm gonna burn down this house and piss on the ashes." Which kind of rules? It's like, holy shit, this guy's kind of metal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then Shooter's like, "I'll give you the house right now if you drop out of the tour." And Happy's like, "Okay, down, done, dropping out, I quit." Yeah. And Virginia's like, "Uh-uh, no, 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 you got to keep going." And yeah. He's like, why? I did this to get the house back. I have the house back. Whatever. Yeah. She's like. No, your grandma would be more proud of you if you won and, like, did something for yourself. Which is fun because the grandma's standing, like, right there. And they just don't ask her what she thinks about it at <laughs> all. Know. They're like, fuck you. You're old. You can't think. Ro- just gonna What's her name? I almost called her Rosemary Harris, and that's Aunt May. Uh, grandma. <laughs> grandma. They so, mostly just call her grandma throughout the movie. Yeah. I meant her real name, but no, yes. I don't. Grandma grandma her real name the actress's name is grandma they were born like look at this beautiful baby girl its name is grandma we'll call her grandma no last name i mean if you name a kid like gertrude you're basically naming her grandma anyway this is our daughter mildred she's already 80 (laughs) she's a grandma Uh, her cabbage cat cabbage patch kids are real Um, it's like wait does she have a problem or did you because which one is it um at this point, Happy proposes a new bet to Shooter McGavin. Yes. He says, if I beat you in the tour championship, I get the house. Yeah. If you beat me, I quit. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you lose the final tournament, you're probably going to stop anyway. So this is kind of like <laughs> yeah, he's kind you know, of like a weird – you don't have a lot to lose, in other words. So it's a good bet on Happy's part. I mean, I think he's fucking with Shooter. Yeah. I think he knows that. Yeah, it's not great for Shooter, but Shooter's like, okay, cool. You're going to beat me at golf? <laughs> yeah. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit? <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> Which is a great exchange. Yeah, very, very good. Funny. Very funny. Uh, this movie will forever remind me of my friend Scott Mattern because he used to say that almost every day in high school. Like like ironically? or No, he used to be like, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? And he'd be like... Dude, I just told you I had, like, chocolate milk yesterday. Like, he just come up with random... Oh, that would... He didn't say the first part. He would say the retort yeah. to something completely unrelated. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, and then he transferred to Pioneer, so... Dickhead. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> um, he played hockey, interestingly enough. Oh! Uh, Happy has less than a week to prepare for this big tournament. Yes. So he goes crawling back to the one person who can help him, which is Chubbs. Chubbs. And he's like, you're so great and so pretty and chubbs is like well now that you admit that i'm willing to help you yeah um and so they go to the happy land mini golf course oh good can't wait for this part (laughs) really so okay what's the problem here so i'm gonna jump like 30 seconds okay so one time i was in at my old job i was in my office yes and all of a sudden they heard my laugh coming from the other room and i was like what the heck yeah and i walked into this other office and there are six people gathered around this computer. And the guy whose computer it is is going, look, this is Ruben's laugh. Don't you guys hear it? And it's the fucking Happy Land clown going. <laughs> well, let me tell you this. Yeah. Do you know who does the voice of the Happy Land clown? Is it Kevin Clash? It's Adam Sandler. What? Yeah. He does the voice of the clown. I literally Googled Happy Land clown voice and couldn't find it. It's Adam Sandler. Ah, yeah. So I thought it was Kevin Clash. I thought it was Elmo. It's not. It's Adam Sandler. He was busy. Watch the documentary. 
Uh oh. Um, yeah, it's Adam Sandler. So congratulations. I'll take it. Um, Happy is embarrassed to be yes. at the mini golf course. He's like, I'm an adult. I'm a pro golfer. Which is like, no, you're not. You're not. But also, you are because you're making money for playing golf. So like, yeah. And also, like, say it, think it, want it, be it, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he goes to the first hole, which in a in a reference back to Billy Madison is surrounded by penguins. Which is whoa, yeah. um, but he sucks at putting, and at every hole he goes to, he hits it too hard. He's like yeah. getting up, he's throwing the putter, he's getting angry. Lee Trevino is here as well, shaking his head at Adam Sandler. For some Lee reason. Trevino just keeps showing up, which I do like. The best part is that he's playing himself as a professional <laughs> golfer, and yet he's at the mini golf place by himself. <laughs> like. Can you well, imagine? You just go to, you go to Golfland and Phil Mickelson's just like drinking an icy and it's <laughs> kind of waving. <laughs> uh, funnily enough, that's where Tiger does his best work now. Of course, oops, he's playing again, but he's he's not feeling well. He's, he's, in, he's in some pain. Um, then they get to the hole with the clown that sounds like Ruben. Yeah, and. Uh, as I described it, which feels mean now that I just made that. No, let's hear it, dickhead. Uh, it's a creepy, big ass fiberglass clown <laughs> that opens and closes its mouth. Yeah. Okay. And when the, are you going to describe the mini golf course? I, I, never. the The idea. <laughs> the idea is that you put the ball, and it rolls up the clown's tongue into the mouth, and that's how you get a hole in one. Yeah. But every time Happy shoots the ball, the clown closes its mouth and laughs hysterically right before the ball can go in. Yeah. How does the laugh go? (laughs) What I said wasn't that funny. I want you to show me how the laugh goes. I fucking hate you. (laughs) Um, Eventually, Happy gets the ball into the clown's mouth, but then the clown spits it out and laughs even harder. Yeah. So we're like, wait a second. Which is a good bit. Like, it's a great bit. Yeah. Hold on. I pulled you. Hold on. <laughs> now, hold on. <laughs> then Happy yells, you're going to die, clown. And then he breaks the nose off with his putter. Yeah, which is funny. And then we get our one F-bomb of this movie, which is, fuck you, stupid clown. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait a second. Did he just say that? So I turned the captions on on my Amazon Prime. And sure enough, fuck you, stupid clown. That rips. Um, Chubbs is like, let's calm down. Yeah. I know how to make you calm down. I'll bring you to the hardest hole on the golf course, which is <laughs> called the impossible hole, which is. Wasn't that your nickname in high school? No. <laughs> it's like an impossible burger <laughs> and a flashlight collaboration. Oh. The impossible hole. Uh, Isn't that just any flashlight? I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. But, I mean, like, if a, I'm not going to get into this, but if a flashlight has actual meat in it, you have a problem. Like, they should all be vegan. Like, they should all be alternatives. Dude, that's the point. You didn't get the one that's just full of raw chicken? <laughs> I thought Salmonella was the name of the model that it was molded after. <laughs> uh, the golf hole. We're talking about golf still, somehow. Get to it, you fucking disgusting little goblin man. (laughs) Jesus. The the golf hole resembles Hollywood, California. Yes. But the sign says earthquake instead of Hollywood. Which is fun. It is fun. It's also a predictor of what's about to happen. (laughs) 
everything looks normal. But then right when Happy is about to putt, the road cracks, the building falls over, a bunch of sirens start going off. Yeah. And Happy's frustrated. He's like, how the fuck am I supposed to concentrate with all this stuff going on? And at this point, Chubbs tells him to think up his own happy place, which is a place he can kind of fun. calm down. Yes. Uh, so then he does. We get what looks like a soft focus dream sequence. It's like a glamour yeah. shot. And Virginia's wearing some white lingerie and carrying these big mugs of beer. Yes. And then his grandma's like playing a slot machine and she wins. And then there's a little person in a cowboy outfit riding <laughs> by on a tricycle. Uh, which is so funny. It's so it doesn't make any sense. No, it makes no sense at all. Um, also, I looked that guy up on IMDb. I don't want to know. Do you want to know what his name is? Yeah. You're not going to believe me. Is this his real name or his SAG name? It's, I, well, it's the name on IMDb. Okay, what is it? Philip Beers. Like, fill up Beers. It can't be real. It can't be a real name. Continue. I'm gonna look up Philip Beers. Okay, you should, I think you're gonna get. Did you mean? <laughs> um, uh, so then, Happy comes to from from the happy place. He's back at the golf course. He feels better, and he's able to sink a hole in one on the impossible hole. He kind of chips the ball. Which in, what's interesting about this one is he doesn't putt it very softly. He actually kind of like chips it. Yeah. And then the ball does this Rube Goldberg kind of thing, and. Yes. Plinks and plunks and slides around and it goes into the hole. So he was a stand in an Air Bud and then he is not ooh. a stand in in Air Bud or for Air Bud? <laughs> just as in Air Bud. Okay. Interesting. It just says stand in Air Bud. And then he is a character in a movie from two thousand two called Stark Raving Mad. And I cannot say his character's name. Because it's bad? Uh yeah. Okay. And not even in the way you would think. I'm going to physically show you what his character's name is. Um, yeah, don't say it. Don't yeah. even say it. Uh, Samurai is attached to it, which I'm kind of – maybe he's two different characters? You guys have Google. Look it up. Figure it out. Um, it's, it's also beer – Philip Beer singular, not plural. Oh, well, okay. How oh, boring. <laughs> he is – yeah, a lot of additional crew. Okay, so he's just kind of standing around. <laughs> like, I'll be the dog. Hold on. The what? The dog. Police. You're coming here. Dog, police. You can get out of my home. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, where the fuck were we? Happy makes a shot. We go back to Happy's apartment, and Chubbs is like, look, you've been working hard. I have a gift for you. Yes. It's the old putter that I used to use, but I've modified it to look like a hockey stick. Kind of fun. Kind of cool. The NHL still sells those putters today. Shut up, really? Buy one. Yeah. Yeah. Capitalism. Um, yeah, it's kind of – I've also gotten kicked off of golf courses because I tried to do the Happy Gilmore putt. The Happy Gilmore – so. I've never been on a golf course. That's fair. Um, Happy tells Chubbs that he has a gift for him too. Chubbs opens up a box, and it's the head of the alligator that bit his hand off so many years ago. Very good. Chubbs gets scared and screams and tumbles backward out of the window – Dying when he hits the sidewalk below. And who watches him die, Andrew? Lee Trevino. <laughs> watches him and die. Point, I'm convinced is following Adam Sandler around. Because why else would he be? All of these things are happening in different states. Yeah. Why is Lee Trevino there? <laughs> He's just hanging, dude. Um, the next morning, we are at the Tour Championship, which is also Chubbs' memorial? 
Like it's like he has like a memorial there. Yeah, it's well, it's like he was like you know he was like a hero. Yeah, but then it looks like there's headstones in the background, and then it like pans away, and it's a golf course, and I'm like, hold on. Um. So Happy is blaming himself for Chubbs's death. He does this weird handshake with Chubbs's hand, which is not buried with him, which I find unusual. <laughs> kind of fun. <laughs> like, let's just take the hand off and keep it. Um, <laughs> weird. Uh, Shooter shows up, and he's like, hey, I'm going to dedicate my performance to Chubbs. Yeah. Happy gets pissed off about that. because He's like, you don't even know Chubbs. You don't give a fuck about Chubbs. But Virginia's like, hey, chill out. If you want to beat Shooter up, once again, you can beat him on the course. And so Happy says, I'll kick your ass on the course. And Shooter replies, yeah, right. And Grizzly Adams had a beard. <laughs> and then, once again, fucking Lee Trevino is there. And he goes, Grizzly Adams did have a beard. <laughs> it's like, okay. Wait, here's the thing is that Lee Trevino was like, oh, if I knew that movie was going to be so inappropriate, I would have done it. Motherfuckers in this movie more than, like, Joe Flaherty. Like, this guy is in the movie a lot. More than Kevin Nealon. More than half the people. <laughs> yeah, he's in this movie a lot. I know. So it's like, what do you mean you didn't see a script? You just were like, they're like, okay, Lee Trevino, you're going to stand at this scene and shake your yeah, head. Well, he only says the one thing. So it's like, he didn't really need to see the script. They're like, just stand here and go, like, shake your head disapprovingly. Be upset. Maybe they just filmed his reaction to the script and then they put it in. <laughs> um, anyway, it's the moment that we've all been waiting for, uh, which is not the end of the podcast. It's the beginning of the tour championship. <laughs> and a large crowd has gathered for the event. Of course, Shooter and Happy have been paired together for the tournament. Of course. Because apparently in golf tournaments, you golf as a pair. Yes. Uh, and then Happy, this is his first time back since his suspension. So there's some some hype yeah. for Happy. Shooter talks a bunch of shit, and he's like, I'm going to turn your old bedroom into my trophy room. Yeah. And Happy, to his credit, keeps his cool in that scene. He doesn't freak he out. He doesn't, doesn't respond. Um. Throughout the first day of the tournament, Shooter and Happy are pretty much neck and neck, but they're fucking with each other the whole time. And at the end of the day, Happy's only behind by one stroke, which is not yeah. bad. Uh, he continues to make up ground over the course of the tournament, and he eventually ties the game and takes the lead. Yeah. At the end of day three, we see that... I didn't know golf tournaments were multiple days. But oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, that's why I don't play golf, because I don't got time for that. We should go golfing. Okay. I genuinely, like, unironically love golfing. I'll try it. My brother knows that I'm a big comedy person and knows that I also love golf. Uh, and anytime he texts me, this is semi-related, don't worry. Okay. And sometimes he'll text me. Yes. Just qu normal questions that seem normal, but I know there's a reason he's texting me. Right. And he'll just be like, hey, what's that stupid movie you love with ghosts in it? <laughs> and I'll be like, Ghostbusters? He goes, yeah, I made a new friend and he says that movie sucks. Okay, and then he sends me a picture of Bill Murray. Oh wow! That my brother has taken of Bill Murray, and Bill Murray is offering my brother a brownie. That's amazing. And I go, I immediately respond with about eighteen messages. They're just like, uh, "Excuse me, what? Uh, why are you with Bill Murray? Did you Google this picture? Did you actually take this? What is happening? Why are you hanging out with Bill Murray? You need to tell me. Like, how do I? Like, I'll leave work right now to go hang out with Bill Murray. Where are you?" He's like, LOL, my coworker or like my friend invited me to some pro-am thing and Bill Murray's here. He gave he offered me a brownie and I said no. 
Immediate, wow. immediate paragraphs. Are you stupid? Why would you say no? <laughs> it's Bill Murray. Do you understand? I don't care what you're afraid of. The trip that you could go on if Bill Murray gave you, like, who says no to Bill Murray, you idiot? Your brother. Yeah. He's like, well, if Bill Murray just walked up and gave it to me, I would say yes. But he was walking the crowd, and someone was like, hey, Bill, do you want a brownie? He said, sure, and took the whole tray. He's like, so I don't trust that guy. That makes sense. <laughs> I was like, that's fair. That's, that is fair. Bill yeah. Murray didn't want to eat him. That's why he gave him to other people. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But so my brother has met Bill Murray. And not only has he met Bill Murray, Bill Murray offered him a brownie and he said, no, thanks. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, the cajones you have. At least he said, no, thanks. And not just fuck you. <laughs> yeah. He was he like, was polite. He was like, my brother hates you. <laughs> he was like, my brother's name is Ruben Escobedo and he owns a copy of Ghostbusters and he pisses on it. <laughs> like, don't tell Bill Murray. No, don't lie to him. <laughs> he says, he says, forget about Bob or what about Bob sucks? <laughs> No, I don't. And that's why Bill Murray is never going to be on our podcast. Yeah, Bill Murray hates me. Yeah, he's like, he told me that when I met him. Yeah, he was like, we were yeah. eating brownies. <laughs> Everyone told me the whole story. All of my friends have met Bill Murray, and Bill Murray's just afraid to meet me because he's like, yeah, I don't think he likes me at all. That would be so fucking funny if, just, if everyone you knew had met him except for you. And told Bill Murray for no reason that I hated him. Oh, man, I'm going to email him. I'm going to do it. Please don't. I will. I want to meet him so bad. I'm going to do it. I only have a limited amount of time left. Well, from your end, there is. I don't even know anymore. Well, look, we got a lot of movies to get through, so hopefully his. <laughs> what if he takes over his ghost? I die in the next episode. Bill Murray just being like, Shabadoo, welcome back, and just no reference to the Maybe fact that like, it's- like, my name's Ruben. It's going to be. Yeah, he says my own name wrong. And he's like, yeah. So anyway, what are we talking about here? Uh, Mr. Deeds? Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Okay, so we're almost... So, okay, where are we? It's day three of the tournament. Yes. Shooter is hiding in the woods and practicing Happy's technique. Which is funny. But can't figure it out. Yes. Uh, So he calls up the bucket hat guy again. Joe Flaherty. The jackass. Yes. Uh, And in... He does not accept his invitation to Sizzler. It's just funny. But he does bring him out to fuck with Happy again. Um, so we're starting the fourth day. Happy's looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. But then a dude drives onto the course in a Volkswagen bug and runs into Happy. Straight up hits him with a car. Like hard. Yes. It's the bucket hat guy. Jackass. Right. And this, well, so as he's driving away, he looks back to call him a jackass. And then he runs into this TV tower. His car catches on fire. The tower kind of leaning precariously. And everyone's like, that's fine. Just leave it like that. Don't worry. <laughs> Who needs that? Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then the doctor is like, hey, you should probably keep off your feet for a few days. He's like, like, no, I need to win now. And the doctor's like, fine, do whatever you like. What would I know? I'm just a doctor. <laughs> Which I did like. I, did I like. thought that was very funny. It was great. Uh, and the shooter's like, it's okay to quit. And Happy's like, fuck you. I'm playing. Yeah. Um, on the next hole, though, it's clear that Happy's shoulder's bugging him, and he, for the first time ever, he fails to outdrive Shooter on the. First yeah. Um, so basically, the tournament is going to come down to the short game, which, as we know, is not a good skill area for Happy. Yes. So, um, when he reaches the green, Happy misses a bunch of putts. He's yeah. distracted. He gets a bogey and gets knocked out of the lead. Same thing happens on the next story, and it's he's very clearly reverting. He's throwing his putters again. But Otto does this really cool, like, 
one-handed catch that's like incredibly smooth <laughs> and you're like whoa wait a second that was pretty sweet yeah he just kind of like grabs it um and then on the next hole happy hits the ball into the rough which if, yeah if you don't know about golf is just grass that's taller than other grass and um yeah and you pretty can, much okay i have i'm have a question about this honestly yes and you're not going to be able to answer it right now because you're that's gonna go, fine. have to go back and like frame by frame the scene okay i swear to god that the guy who shows Happy where his golf ball is is J.K. Simmons. There's no fucking way. I swear on my life that it is J.K. Simmons, but I cannot find evidence of that anywhere, so I could just be 100% full of shit. Part of me wants to pause this right now, pull it up on my phone, and watch it. It looks exactly like him. No way. It, exactly. Watch it later. I'll watch it Tell later. Tell me what you think. Yes. Um, Happy goes to his happy place to try Kinda to get funny. the ball out of the rough. But it's not the happy place that we're used to. Yeah. Virginia's there, but she's wearing black lingerie. Yeah, which I liked. I, so I didn't like, catch it at first. We're like, ooh, this is a an evil version. Still into it. The happy more so, honestly. <laughs> um, the happy music is replaced by rock guitars and then shooter bursts into frame and some kind of weird like black greaser. Outfit. Yeah, he's like, like wearing like a leather like a weird John Travolta E sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then he starts making out with Virginia. Yes. Then he starts making out with Happy's grandma. Also into it. Uh, and then the grandma is wearing the Gene Simmons mask and Shooter is sucking on the tongue, which I didn't care for. I thought that was so funny. It made me invert. Uh, I thought that was the funniest. Like, Oh, God, I inverted so hard. I think that was so funny. Was, like genuinely hilarious. Uh, the little person cowboy is there as well. But Shooter does not do anything sexual with him. I thought he was going to make out with the little cowboy. I'm disappointed that he didn't. <laughs> but also, did you notice that the little cowboy is no longer on a tricycle? Yeah, now he's got like a... Like a, a broomstick horse. A broomstick horse. horse. Yeah, which is um, not explained which, at all. Which is Happy's original celebration dance. That's true. Enough. Um, so Happy does not come out of his happy place very happy. Yeah. He's angrier than ever. Smacks at the ball a bunch, racking up a shitload of strokes. Because every yes. time you make contact with the ball, that counts That's as a, a stroke. stroke. Um, so after the tantrum, Shooter has a commanding lead, and it just continues to get worse. Happy rips the ball into the woods, but then his grandma shows up, and she's like, I just want you to be happy. I want you to, yeah. And so then he goes back to his happy place, and everything is as it should be. It's all it's white all again. like we saw before. Everything's white. Everything's happy. And... There's a new addition. Chubbs is there playing the piano. With both hands. With both hands. And then he takes his hands off <laughs> and, and the piano is still playing, which is an amazing joke. Yeah. And he's singing We've Only Just Begun by Carpenters. And it's a great scene. And yes. He's a really good singer, too. He's good. I don't know if that's actually him. I think it is. You think? Yeah. Okay. Um, And that works. Happy is able to chip the ball back onto the green. Uh, at this point, we get another montage. And it's basically just Happy catching up to Shooter again. Yeah. Shooter's also starting to fuck up a little bit, which is an important part of that one. Yeah, he's getting stressed out. Now we're on the last hole. Yeah. They're tied. Ooh. 18th hole is a par three, 160 yards. Yes. If there's a tie, there's going to be a sudden death playoff. Yeah. Okay. Happy goes first. He gets the ball 15 feet from the hole. It's a great shot. Shooter, on the other hand, drives the ball past the green and basically into the crowd. Yeah. And when he comes up looking for his ball, he realizes that it's resting on the foot of Mr. Larson. Which I liked. Richard Keel's character. Yeah. He's wearing a t-shirt that says, guns don't kill people, I kill people. <laughs> Which kind of rules. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, 
Shooter asks the tour president if he can move the ball, and Doug's like, no, play it as it lies. That's the rule. Yeah. So Shooter hits the ball off the guy's shoe. The guy threatens him. He's like, I'll fucking beat you up in the parking lot. And everyone's like, ooh. Yeah, I kind of liked that. <laughs> it's a good line. Yeah. Because Shooter's like, oh, you can count? He's like, you can count on me <laughs> waiting for you in the parking lot. <laughs> Which I like. It's a good line. Yeah. Uh, and then some dipshit climbs onto the TV tower that got hit by the car earlier. Yeah. And Shooter makes his last putt. And then the TV tower falls over. Yeah. And Happy's like, what the fuck? This tower is between my ball and the hole. Yeah. And Virginia's like, we'll get it cleaned up. You'll go tomorrow, whatever. And Shooter's like, no. If I had to play it where it lies, he has to play it where it lies. Which, like, he's not wrong. Fair logic. Yeah, fair logic. Fair enough. So, Happy has two choices. Because if he if he has one shot and makes it, he wins. Yeah. If he makes it in two, he ties. So, the logical thing to do would be to hit it out from behind the tower, then hit it into the hole. And it can go to sudden death. And he goes, no, I'll just beat him now. Yep. Because he looks at the TV tower and he's like, this looks a little bit like that impossible hole I saw earlier. Exactly. The fleshlight with chicken shoved into it. That's exactly what he says in the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In the director's cut. That's that's one of the lines that Judd Apatow (laughs) wrote out of the movie. Because he wanted to use it and knocked up. Oh, my God. Um, so he hits the ball off the windshield of the Volkswagen, and it plinks yeah. and plunks around and does the whole Rube Goldberg thing again. Totally. The whole crowd's, like, following it with their eyes, and it goes in the hole. Happy wins the tournament. Yeah. Shooter, pissed off, doesn't believe it, steals the gold jacket, tries to run away. <laughs> Richard Keel and the rest of the crowd chase him and kick his ass. And yeah, it from which him. rules. And then we cut back to Waterbury. We're in front of the grandma's house. Yeah. Everyone is getting out of the car. They're all dressed nicely. Even Otto, who's like got his hair slicked back. <laughs> yeah, I liked that. Uh, and they pop some champagne. Happy makes a toast to Chubbs. Yes. And we look up to the sky and we see that Chubbs is, is looking down from heaven with the alligator and Abraham Lincoln for some reason. <laughs> it's just funny. Like, like the whole first five minutes of this movie are about how important Happy's dad was. And then instead of his dad, it's Abraham Lincoln. And an alligator. Which is like, that he killed. It's so funny. Um, and the alligator has his head. Yeah. It was just weird. But I guess Chubb's got his hand back, so the alligator would get his head back. Yeah. It was just, I thought that was so funny that it's not Happy's grandpa, because there's a reference to Happy's nope. grandpa with the, the clubs. Yep. Happy's dad being nope. important. No. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln and the alligator that he killed on purpose. And the alligator is in human heaven. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then Happy's grandma's like, who are you waving at? And he's like, nobody, grandma. Let's go home. And they yeah. walk in, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. We did it. We did it. Six hours later. Yep. Uh, you tell me okay. your rankings. Where does Happy Gilmore fit on okay. your list? So I have I have written it. Let me find go back to my notes. Okay. So number eight, I have going overboard. Okay. Number seven, I have coneheads. Okay. Number six, I have dog police. Number five, I have shakes. Number four, I have mixed nuts. Number three, I have Billy Madison. Okay. Number two, I have airheads. Number one, I have Happy Gilmore. Okay, that's not a surprise. Not a surprise. I told you it was my favorite. Yep, that makes sense. Yes. Okay. Okay, where do you have it? Eight, going overboard. Of course. Seven, dog police. Okay, wrong, but okay. 
I don't agree that that one's wrong. I do think that the next one's wrong. Six mixed nuts. That was maybe a mistake. That's pretty low. Uh, five shakes the clown. Yeah. Four cone heads. Yeah. Three airheads. Okay. Two happy Gilmore. Ooh. One Billy Madison. Yeah, I think that those are gonna keep keep up there for a while. I think they. My mine has the potential to be one and two like that for the rest of the podcast. You think? Because I I can tell you right now, I think the movie that's gonna that might actually usurp at least one of them. You have one. The movie that's going to usurp one of them? Yeah, what is it? Uncut Gems. You think so? I genuinely think so. Because okay. the thing is, like, these are like funny movies. I think that's just a genuinely well-made movie. I think so, too. But as far as Adam Sandler movies go, well, like, what do I want from him? Right, but I mean, like, that's a switch in genre. Mm. You can't be like, he doesn't do the funny voice in Uncut Gems. That's true. But if we both end this podcast with Uncut Gems as number one, we did it wrong. Well, I guess we'll find out. We will find out. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, I will tell you that according to IMDb, at least, yeah, this is Adam Sandler's favorite role of his own. Makes sense. Now, I don't know when that was added to the trivia page of IMDb. <laughs> it could have been in 1996, yes. for all we know. So it, that could have changed. I also have an interesting bit of trivia. What is it? That in the well, Let me find the year on this article. But I did, Oh, also, what do you think has a higher Rotten Tomatoes score? Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore? Happy Gilmore. By how many? 13%. 20% Happy Gilmore. Okay. Happy Gilmore is certified fresh with 61. Billy Madison is certified rotten with 41. What's the audience? Audience is 85 to 79. So both. Okay. Both, I mean, absurd. That's That makes sense. Uh, in two th- October 11th of 2020, at, there's an article on Screen Rant where Adam Sandler wants to make a Sandler verse for his original characters. Yeah. While promoting Hubie Halloween, Adam Sandler said he's open to an Avengers-style Sandlerverse movie featuring his most beloved movie characters. I'm so down. But most of them are just kind of the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's fair. Like, how would, like, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore interact? Like, it would just be like... Yeah. They Like, one is angry and one is not. Yeah. Like, that's... and that that's it. Right. Yeah. That works. Fair enough. Next week. Yes. We are what talking about week? Bulletproof. Oh, boy. You specifically are <laughs> oh, telling me about Bulletproof. No. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. yeah, that's next week. That's got a problem acting. Hey, if you like the podcast, what can you do, Andrew? You tell me. Okay, fair I told enough. you last time. That's fair. Uh, if you like the podcast, you can go to any of your major podcast platforms. You can go to Spotify. You can go to Apple Podcasts. You can go to List Stitcher. <laughs> I think that's the big three. I don't know. <laughs> SoundCloud, you can, uh, f- I don't think we're on SoundCloud, but you can go to those and you can uh, rate and review us. It really does help. It gets us boosted up. Um, yeah, and if you can email us at sandlerversepod at gmail.com. Okay. And if only if you have a explicit connection to any Adam Sandler, please email us at onlyforsandler at gmail.com. We'd love right. to talk to you specifically about that. Uh, anything else? Listen oh, to Ruben's other podcast, Kids Has a Mother Approved. Thank you. Listen to Andrew's other podcast, Nineteen Ninety Nine, The Year of the Rock Cinema. Yeah, this is something we didn't do on the Billy Madison episode, and I realized right after we hit stop that we didn't do it. But I think we should do it in this one because we talked about it off mic a little bit, and I think it was Tell kind me. of fun. We've talked about pitching an Adam Sam p- remaking this film, but then also an Adam Sa- another remake, like remaking something else with Adam Sandler. Okay. Do you so Billy Madison? I kind of set it off mic and I was like, yeah, and we both kind of were like, yeah, it'd be Pete Davidson. Yeah, I agree. It's Pete Davidson. It's okay. You make the whole movie with Pete Davidson. Great. Yep. And but do you put Adam Sandler in it? 
somehow. He's the dad. I don't know if I make him the dad. I make him. I might make him Carl. Carl or the guy who's at the end who's like, my wife sucks. You could do that too. Yeah, like it's like, oh, there he is. I, I like him as Carl. Really nice, but not super involved. Yeah, just he's kind of there. Yeah, uh, and then if plus okay. then you get the vindication of him getting the company at the end. That's kind of you're right. That's fair. Uh, if you're gonna this one, we kind of talked about and had a hard time with. We talked about this off mic. Is if you were to remake Happy Gilmore, that one's a lot harder for me because yeah, it's that like that is Adam Sandler. Like yeah. that character is very Sandler. Like it's like no one else is that weird kind of aggressive jock. That like anger, but also goofiness at the same time. Yeah, it's hard to find that. We both said just because of the movie Goon, which is a kind of similar movie to this, which you could almost be a great double feature, by the way. Yeah, but uh, Sean William Scott could do it. He could for sure. Yeah, because I don't know about now, but he's a little too old now. Yeah. A few years ago, yeah. Yeah, but I mean that that is his character in Goon. Yeah, like absolutely. It's almost like the Water Boy meets. Yep. Like Happy Gilmore. Um. But if okay, if you were gonna shit, who's the dude from Workaholics? Who's also in... Adam Devine? He could do it. I could see him. Yeah, I actually wouldn't hate any of them. Yeah, like even Blake. Yeah, I wouldn't hate. You say Adam Devine? Adam Devine is the jackass guy, and Blake is Happy Gilmore. I like it. I think Blake is very much. I'm the... into it. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Blake is not given enough lead. Yeah. Like things. And Thurs is like, Dude, Eric there. Andre, Happy Gilmore. Oh, shit. Yeah. Done. Boom. Done and done. Boom. It's Eric Andre, Happy Gilmore. Like, absolutely. Boom. He could handle it. He could do, yeah, the like screaming yeah. and the like, but like, yeah. But I just, he would do it like, like a weird trolley, like partially realistic jackass yes. kind of movie. Well, the thing is, too, is you like said. He would show up to a real golf tournament. <laughs> Well, you said like Hannibal Burris could be in this remake. We don't know where. Yeah. Especially, I mean, of course, he needs to be in here somewhere. Yeah, with with the Eric Andre show, like, of course that they have that connection. Yeah. But like, he would be really good as just like the he would be Doug. Yes. He would be Doug, yep. the, the the like the the guy. Yep. Uh, if you had to remake a movie and put Adam Sandler in it, where what movie? Okay. Well, I wanted to ask you this one because okay. I brought it up earlier. Yes. With the Gary Potter reference. If you had to put Adam Sandler in Harry Potter, who would you make him? Oh, that's easy. That's easy. I'm not going to make you recast the whole thing because there's too many characters. I actually – so this is semi-related. So uh, uh, Robin Williams wanted to play Hagrid, and they did not cast him. Oh, you're a wizard. Oh. Well, but because he wasn't British, and they wanted to do an all-British cast. Also, Rosie O'Donnell was trying to be Molly Weasley. I would have killed myself i I honestly i think at the time it's like yeah that would have made sense Mm. rosie don't molly Molly weasley i think that would have made sense at the time here here's my thing though is i i would have loved an animated harry potter okay Okay. where robin williams plays every adult okay and it's it's just but it's almost in the style of like that like christmas carol with jim carrey where he plays all the ghosts and scrooge and like it's that so all because he could have done it. Yeah. So if you were to say okay, okay, Adam Sandler as someone in here, it's obviously Hagrid. You think so? Who? It's Hagrid or the uh, who's the guy that's like I'm so smart and I'm so great and wonderful, and then he like gets his ass kicked and he writes books about how cool Lockhart? he is. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. I would make Adam Sandler Ron Weasley's dad. Yeah, that's fair. He would be Arthur Weasley for sure. 
And then you get like fucking Andy Samberg and Pete Davidson and shit to be the other Weasleys. <laughs> the twins. <laughs> Unfortunately, that does work. I'm trying to think if I could think of anything that I would want. I would want him to be. Well, we talked about Adam Sandler Star Wars. Okay. We so, did. so the same logic. You put Adam Sandler as anyone in a Star Wars Saul film. Guerrero. Okay. No, I don't. I don't. I don't love that. You don't? Because he's too minor of a character, you want him to be more involved. Well, I I just don't know if I, I mean, Sagarera is like, I don't know. I think that I don't love the idea of taking a character who is a person of color away, and being like Adam Sandler now. <laughs> okay, but that aside, it's a weird character to give to Adam Sandler, but it's it's almost like Bear Jew like. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's almost like I could picture him walking around with like the peg leg and shit. Yeah, and just like this character, this like menacing character, it shows me like Adam Sandler. What the hell are you doing here? And he's still menacing. I mean, you're not gonna make him like a Mandalorian. No, but I. And you're not gonna make him like Jabba the Hutt. No, that's too far. You're not gonna make him Obi Wan. You're not gonna make him Qui Gon Jinn. <sighs> you can't make him Darth Maul. Your grandma's already Darth Maul. <laughs> She's already there. I got two blades. They come from one. You said Yoda off mic. Yoda, Yoda, uh, Yoda would be good. But I, if you were to just remake Star Wars completely, like, like if there was like, let's this just. This is such a large discussion. <laughs> but I was going to say, if you just started over, okay. And okay. So we're, we're redoing Star Wars. We're not like doing a, a new trilogy or whatever. This is just a remake of A New Hope. Okay. I got to put him in a new hope. You got to put him in a new hope. Mm. I think I know where I put him. He's Luke's uncle. <laughs> him and Janine Garofalo. Yes. They just die immediately. Uh, Luke, you can't go to the Tashi station. <laughs> yeah. What is wrong with your droid? <laughs> yeah, that's it. You can uh, make him fucking C-3PO. <laughs> I think that... If it's okay, hear me out. I think young Adam Sandler, like this era Adam Sandler, I make him on. Hmm. Because I think that if you hmm. pulled, if you pulled, the kind of emotion that we get out of older Adam Sandler, out of a young Adam Sandler, is that? It's kind of like the because that's a kind of lovable rogue. Yeah. Like like Adam Sandler could play lovable rogue. And hey, at least he would want to be there. <laughs> he didn't just wander in and go. I'm here to uh, fix something. I don't know. I was in Indiana Jones, and they said I had to come here. <laughs> no, this was first. <laughs> Have you seen that quote from the woman from the Mamas and the Papas in her book? No. She was, like, watching Star Wars, and Harrison Ford wanders on screen, and out loud in the theater, she goes, that's my weed guy. <laughs> I didn't know he was an actor. What is he doing here? He would be the worst weed guy ever. He's so serious. You wanna, you wanna buy a weed? I, I did. I don't know about now. Get, uh, get the fuck out of my house. Kind of scared. Have you seen that where he says that to David Blaine? <laughs> I would tell David Blaine that too. Fuck David Blaine. But he goes into Harrison Ford's house to do a magic trick, and he like makes a card or some shit come out of an orange, and Harrison Ford just goes, "Get the, get the fuck out of my house." <laughs> <laughs> funniest shit i've ever seen oh i love that so much yeah because i feel like harrison ford i don't know harrison ford's a weirdo but i feel like he believes in magic like i feel like that's just to like some a, degree probably. 
<laughs> okay, that's... Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you know that this is an Adam Sandler podcast? <laughs> We'll be back next week with Bulletproof. See ya. Bye, everyone.